0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP also known as the Sex Actually Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Dave Neal. This episode, Tasha, Courtney, and myself chat with two different guests. We have two different episodes today. Uh, Double-stuffed Oreo, we like to call it. We've got our first guest, Joe Welke, funny stand-up comedian, host of the Dating is Hard podcast. We chat with him about how hard dating can be and all the pitfalls and the uh, problems that we have when we initially meet. um, What could potentially Be a long lasting partner. You know, don't scare them away, folks. That's the key. The key to being authentic is don't show them your true colors right away. That's the key to being authentic. You'll love that chat with Joe Welke, and then afterwards we have a chat with Jeff Abraham. Jeff Abraham is the CEO of Promescent. As you know, that's the climax control spray that's been sponsoring our podcast. So we so we uh, we loved that we could dive deep with Jeff. He called in from uh, Vegas, right? He's uh, CEO of Promescent. and uh, it's really a good chat because this guy, you know, kind of stumbled into this industry. Uh, basically, when he was on his way to retirement, he's an older fella. And uh, it's interesting to hear him talk about kind of uh, uh, how it's helped his sex life and, and, and get real candid because we don't get many guests on the podcast that are. Will, that are like at the age where they're just like willing to talk about you know decades worth of their sex stories and and uh and what you know their their shortcomings and 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 just men the the difference between men and women in general when it comes to sex you know what I mean so we loved our chat with Jeff he calls in like i said from vegas so stick around for that conversation as well and also if you guys haven't yet already uh you got to join the patreon patreon dot com slash the sap patreon dot com slash t h e s a p uh Every week, we got brand new content going on the Patreon. I'm going to be honest with you. Our next goal is for 25 members. We're at 16. I set the goal for 25. When I get to 25 members, I'm going to be releasing solo episodes every single Friday, along with the group episodes I do with Jonesy and other episodes that we release when Tasha and I do car casts. Um, I'm really excited about that. I said, you know what? I'm sick of waiting for you know, lightning to strike. Let's just start doing this every Friday. So get me up to 25 members and you'll get all of that extra content. Right now, we probably have about 40 to 50 hours already backlogged from the last six months of doing this pot, probably more than that. So... Uh, th- this week on, on the uh, solo episode, uh, you know it always starts with something fun we do free we do a uh, new music Friday because since it 's a private episode, I can play music kind of d j style read some sex advice questions, some dating advice questions I found mm-hmm. online, and also do some motivational stuff so I somehow ended up playing a clip from the movie Cool Runnings where they're looking in the mirror and he goes, "I see pride, I see power," and you know it's a, it's a, you know it's just it's off the rails. It's just a deep dive into uh, into my head. So if you uh, enjoy these conversations and really enjoy the podcast and have the funds so we would love it if you could jump over to patreon.com slash the sap and check us out you don't even have to uh you know if you, if you want to hear any of the solo episodes before you uh join the membership i'd be happy to send them over to you if you, if you want to like just test out the merchandise but um it's uh, there's different tier levels and it's you know it's nothing that breaks the bank it's just something that supports us and because of all the support that we've gotten over the last six seven months since we've been on the patreon we've uh, updated our lighting system here we painted the you know i've painted the studio so we're really updating all the visual aspects of the podcast which you can find on the YouTube Instagram TV all that jazz so the more the more uh, kind of uh, of a community we build on Patreon the less bullshit side gigs I got to do and we can make this thing a little bit more profitable so anyway that's the pitch for you guys thank you so much for listening to me ramble and I hope you appreciate this two interview episode okay folks so the first part is with Joe Welke the second part with Jeff Abraham uh, both conversations are awesome uh anyway without further ado here's our chat with joe welke (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is a good Oh my god <laughs> Whoa That sounds A Really painful Yeah Have you ever lost a t- You've probably lost a toenail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: I'm in the middle of a I'm in the middle of a whole You've got like half toenails Genocide right of now. toenails really, What happened? I got a fungus and. He
1: never changes his socks That's what? not he true He takes off his dirty socks And then he puts them back on The next morning
0: I right. always think that you guys Are
2: like so put together And then I come here And you're like
0: Yeah he's fucking Bro <laughs> Bro, bro <laughs> Tasha's gross don't even get I'm me started. Gross. I walked the dog so she could take a shit.
1: That's not very nice. <laughs> We're I'm all friends here. We're all friends here, Tasha. Everybody we can
0: talk poops. about it. The dog took three shits. You guys are on the same cycle. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is shitting nonstop. Synced up with the dog. <laughs> Let's start the episode, everybody. Welcome to the SAP <laughs> Sex Actually podcast. Your host, Dave Neal with Tasha Courtney Hello. and returning guest, Joe Welke. How Woo! are you, buddy? Welcome I'm doing back. doing great, man. Actually, well, I mean, I'm doing all right. <laughs> like, I like hurt my back
2: sitting down yesterday which was the first sign of like oh i'm not, getting old i'm not young anymore <laughs> talk
0: to me when you heard it sneezing talk to me when that <laughs> yeah you're not what are you you're in your early 29 30s. 29 oh, you're not even in your 30s, not yet. Even in
2: 30s yet but i also am like doing shit constantly i'm doing all kinds of crazy physical stuff that i've never done before like i just started doing pole dance and, what? Yeah.
0: Well, I was gonna shit on you, and you ruined it because I was gonna say how we were gonna try to schedule the podcast, and I was like Sunday morning. You was like, I got pole dancing. <laughs> I was like, This <laughs> well, guy I- real <laughs> LA, real fast.
1: Are you like moonlighting as a gigolo?
2: No, I would love to be. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to be moonlighting. As you could
0: gigolo. do like private
2: stripping stuff. You're tall. Yeah, I feel like I guy. could probably do that. It wouldn't be very good at the moment, but you know
1: give it six months
2: yeah i mean i know some people that do it and they're like performing and they're not very good and they can't do a lot of like i'm all about doing the tricks and they're all about like the choreography the and tricks
0: everything. like uh convincing a chick to blow you for 50 bucks <laughs> or like <laughs> yeah. i'm good with the tricks you know i'm good with G- tricks get money you know, wait, out of these but ladies. really
1: like what are you learning
2: uh just like a lot of so i've been doing like circus aerialist cirque du soleil kind of stuff for like a year and a half and uh I originally wanted to do pole because what happened was I was, I, it was like the most dramatic bullshit that I've ever done in my entire life. So I went out with this girl like twice and then she was like, I don't want to see you anymore. And I was very hurt by that and I didn't feel, I didn't feel sexy. I didn't feel confident <laughs> myself. So I was like, you know what will make me feel sexy and confident in myself? I want to do pole dancing. And then so I emailed a bunch of poll studios. Poll I- studios.
1: <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. I don't know why you're laughing.
2: It's just funny to me. So, well, this is about to get even funnier for you. <laughs> so I emailed a bunch of poll studios asking if they had classes for guys. And none of them, none did. Of them did. Except for one. But they emailed me back after I had already started doing the circus aerialist shit. So at that point, I was like, fuck you. Like, you, you took two weeks to return an email. Yeah. Like, I'm an aerialist now. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out on this awesome pole dance shit. I was so motivated. But,
0: um, is it, is it, um, Co-ed or just a, a all male no it's
2: coed i'm though. the
0: literally the only guy in class did they
2: oh, treat Dave, you like you
1: should go we should all go can we go Dude, to gr- can we come love, join your class
0: i would love that that would be so it. awesome yeah i go i'd give it
2: a you shot you get
1: fucking well girls do anyway i don't know about guys but get fucking bruised when yeah, you yeah, first yeah, yeah. start
0: yeah the back of my knees are killing me right now i uh I, I I'm good upper body strength. I think yeah, I'm not saw flexible. You, climb that rope. you like that rope? That was that awesome, was a, not, man. not a flattering angle. It made it look like I wasn't going anywhere. That was like a 30 foot high rope. No, yeah, I know that rope. You do that, that rope Santa one Monica. time, you get a chest, back, ab, everything workout. You one climb, one ab, one ab. <laughs> you get this. And that's what I've got to. Get. I'm trying to lose weight for uh, Thailand. People listening, I was going to say I don't know Here. if we've. I don't. I, we have to be. Uh, we have to be uh, quiet about our travel dates. So we may have gone to Thailand. Already by the time you're listening, but probably not if you follow our social media. But the point <laughs> is, is I'm trying to lose a few pounds, but it ain't, it ain't leaving the belly, bro. Yeah. it ain't. Is that where you store most? That's of That's where so? it's mm-hmm. at. That's yeah. the.
1: That's it. I store it in my ass. And thighs, thick thighs. Save lives.
0: Give Tasha more ass with just my belly. I could get <laughs> just ripped gut. and just dump it into her. That's dumper. not very nice. <laughs> not that you need it, but if you you could probably women, you can hold more weight in your ass. You, you could put it in my boobs. <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna say I'd put it in your boobs, but I'll, I'd put it in your. I'd put it in one boob. Just work on one <laughs> just giant one boob. One
2: huge boob.
0: Women
1: are weird because they Have can... Have you ever been with a
2: girl that
0: had, like, one giant boob and yeah. one small boob? I feel like every every woman's got a... Uh, one that's...
1: Yeah, but, well, like, everybody's slightly different, yeah, yeah, but-,
0: yeah, yeah. but... Tasha, is- you're not allowed to talk. You're very symmetrical. There's people out there with completely different yeah. cup sizes. Bs and Ds. And most of them, I think... I think most people, like, that's one of their main reasons for getting implants. It's just to level shit out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: I want... I hooked up with this girl that had like one very obviously much bigger than the other. And it's like, what happened? Did you just wear like a messenger bag over the <laughs> one the whole time?
1: Like- she
2: sli- swim in circles. <laughs> yeah, got, it's,
1: it's strange how that happens. I I knew a girl who had one bigger than the other, but you know, it wasn't crazy obvious. But she's, you know, she we were good friends, and she said she planned on getting an Im- a single implant um, at some point, and her early adult life
0: i mean i don't think guys care i think guys are the least when it comes to shaming for any of that type of shit you yeah. see guys that want a chunky woman there's guys would like all types of women well
2: that girl's married now so yeah
0: and maybe you breastfeed amazing. more on the big one and you i don't know how it works <laughs> oh look at us joe and dave talking about uh, how to solve <laughs> it's true that breastfeeding titties.
1: can completely change your boobs
0: i know yeah, you no just idea. get a tattered nipple. Just oh, it looks like yeah. a you know a gun range nipple. Yeah, just, <laughs> like, just, like a just
1: beaver be- got to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like your boobs, obviously, like when your milk first comes in, get massive. Like when you're pregnant and when your milk comes in, they get massive. But then at the end, they kind of deflate.
0: Uh, this is going to sound controversial, but I, I read this online and I didn't I didn't back up the uh, medical reports. But apparently, women that aren't raised with a father again. I don't know if this is true or not, but they get their period earlier in life, which is some sort of like genetic thing for them to be like ready to procreate sooner because they don't have like a dad, like to make them more protected with, you know what I mean? How fucked up does that sound?
1: That's weird. Weird,
0: right? But like, I also wouldn't blame i wouldn't doubt humans for having that sort of like evolutionary thing where it's like all right you don't have a male presence okay you're gonna get tits quicker and be able to procreate sooner because you don't have a guy protecting you you. and if you say if i even said that on facebook right now i'd be like you know whatever because we're not supposed to kind of talk about our evolution of like the male was supposed to be the protector the women were the gatherers they would be there kind of keeping everything together and the men would you know that's why that's why i got a belly because we're supposed to be able to and it's true tasha if she doesn't eat for like three hours, you got to throw almonds at her. Or she'll start growling and biting you. <laughs> I can go days without eating. When was the last time I was hungry, Tosh? When was the last time I ate?
3: Tell me right now <laughs> when me when what I
0: haven't ate, ate. <laughs> since the Reagan administration. <laughs> weeks. I- Do you know what I mean? Men in general, not to generalize, in general, <laughs> men were built to go on hunting trips.
1: When was the last time you hunted anything? Bro? Never.
0: I hunt. I'm hunt a what? I'm a- yeah. <laughs> I hunt. going to
1: sprouts. Yeah. Hunting at Whole Foods. <laughs> Got a good
0: deal on the kombucha hunt for this Got packaged cow. kale. I <laughs> a kombucha. Bro, I get that organic romaine lettuce. Oh,
1: my God. You know, at, last night at Vons literally was like a tribal experience, though. I don't know what. Every time I've ever been to this Vons, they've never had enough checkout people. Oh but ne- last night was next level i'm telling you the line was literally wrapped around the store into the produce section they had three check stand people working and there's plenty of people out walking the floor i don't yeah. know why they can't just call somebody else to the check stand that's crazy but that
2: there was three people working and there was still a line
1: like and that. it's a holiday weekend yeah normally no, no, no. they've got when, like two masks. when
0: that's happening you pull out a couple 20s hold them up to the security camera Put them on the cashier's desk and walk away with your fucking food. That's on you, Vons. That's on you. Keep the change. Okay? I actually had a. I had a teacher. Like I think he was an economics teacher that would that would tell us stories like that, where it's like you teach. You teach the 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 employer how to run their business. If they don't have a trash can next to the bathroom door, you wipe your hands and you throw the trash there. And there'll be a trash can there. Like you know what I mean? Mm. So if like
1: That's interesting.
0: If there aren't enough people to, to, to accept your service you can But you've you know what? I actually
1: ends. felt and it's that guy's worked there for years. I see him all the time. He was running like the number one check stand, like the fifteen and under. And he took out his phone and took a photo. Like he's gonna send it to his manager. That's what's bad. You, you know? can't. You can't get
0: mad at them. Like, yeah, just, it's yeah. not their fault. I, I'll get that on my side gig where people will be like mad at like wait times and stuff, and I'll just look at them like, I'm doing the best that I can, get and this. I'm gonna make you feel bad for that.
1: There was everybody was being so civilized though. I was like unbelievably impressed because that never happens. This is a shitty part of town. Um, everyone was being <laughs> so civilized, and so they had the two fifteen and unders open, and then they had one other big one open. I'm a massive idiot. I waited in this long as line. Oh I had God, more Andrew, than fifteen you're not items. A massive,
0: you're just a regular.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a normal idiot. You had
0: more the, than fifteen items.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I just like wasn't thinking because I, I was lost like all sympathy. I went in to get just water. And because the lines were so long, I was like, well, I'll just zoom around and like look at some shit and get some stuff. I thought it was thin out. I thought it was just like a rush hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not. <laughs> and, uh, so in my head, I still had only a couple items. So I just got in that line cause I ended in the produce section anyway. So I was like, oh, well, here's the end of the line. I guess I'll just get in it. I get up to the front of that line. This is when a lady tries to cut the entire line. So basically th- th- Everyone was being so civilized. Instead of blocking like the whole front area, yeah. everyone had just decided, all these amazing civilized people had just decided to form one line, and then people would peel off into lane one and two, the oh, 15 and under. That's awesome. Yeah. I love
0: when people
2: do that. It was
1: that. the nicest, most beautiful thing I've it's ever seen. It's basically like
0: ants when like you throw a twig in the way, they just know to walk around it in line. Yeah. Like yeah. This. It, it was
1: It was so cool. And literally, I'm waiting in this line for 30 minutes, and not one person fucked it up. Right? And then as soon as I get to the front, a lady comes up and she's like, which line are you in? Are you in this line? Are you in that line? I was like, it's one line lady. Uh, uh, And she's like, it can't be just one line. Are you all in this line? I'll get in this line. And I was like, listen, (laughs) I'm under the impression that this is one line. (laughs) And of course, then I'm just like, I I don't have the mental headspace for this. And then this is the point where I'm like literally next that. I also realize I have more than 15 items. So I just scoot myself into the, into the big line. Well,
2: that's, It's the worst when there is that one line and then it like spans off into three cashiers or whatever, and then somebody tries to fuck with that vibe. That's
1: exactly it. It's like, oh, "Oh, I'm just going to go
2: in this line. I didn't. No, dude. We we have a system (laughs) decided this is the most efficient way to do this, and you're Fucking with the that's harmony. when they
1: need they need one of those little like extenders like how they oh, have yeah. to do at the airport or whatever to like <laughs> no, no, rope it off. This is
0: the reason tasers were made because you don't want to shoot this person but you want to give them a little reality. But shot. I literally yeah. like
1: couldn't you know it was like this is not my <laughs> responsibility so to teach this like sixty year old woman like how to be. A normal human being but for the next two hours after i got home i was like saying out loud to myself the things i should have said Dude. like do you want to be the one but here's like the i'm deal. not gonna tell you how to live That's your life you know lady know but you're a
2: good you- person though is when you don't say those things and then hours afterwards you're like fuck, fuck,
0: fuck, Joe, she, <laughs> she says it to me i i get the 60 the year old grandma i get her fucking penalty <laughs> i i did
2: that i i spoke up one time at the grocery and store. And then you feel
1: guilty for the rest of your life? Oh,
2: I felt so bad, but it was like justified. So there was a guy, I had, a, I had all my items on the little conveyor belt thing and had grapes on there. And there was a guy in front of me, he just started eating the grapes out of my grape bag. And I, I looked at him and he was like eating them. And I just went, dude, are you fucking serious right <laughs>
3: now?
2: And he was like, what? These are my grapes. And I was like, no, they're my grapes. <laughs> And you, didn't then have, he, you didn't have the he was uh, like, whatever divider? dude well yeah i did have the divider he's like whatever and then he turned to his husband or whatever and then his husband didn't know what was going on because i was just staring at him like what the fuck but you what look like you the doing? asshole and he was like is this guy giving you a hard time i was like yeah your your guy is eating my grapes and he was like these are our grapes and then the husband looked at him and he was like those are not our grapes
0: and he was like Oh, my
2: God. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Please.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, good. So you felt bad. Yeah. But you're looking at it, people. and then you got to look and see if anyone else noticed. You got to do that. Like, are you catching this shit yeah. too? Yeah, you gotta have. You gotta get the whole.
2: Story
3: see, I'm the, on the your type
0: side. of guy. If, if I'm in the if I'm in the line with 18 items, I start putting muffins in the celery bag. I start making. <laughs> I will play your game, ladies. I got onions mixing with the broccoli. It's all going in just one Santa's sack. Just one. That's one item. You bring that. You weigh that item. You bring that celery muffin up. <laughs> Anyway, so I hunt and gather, and I have a yes, belly. Yes,
2: you
0: are a <laughs> hunter. Uh, congratulations on your new podcast, yes. Dating is Hard. Thank Woo! you so much. The Dating is Hard podcast, mm-hmm. baby. It's- now, is it ironic the Dating is Hard line? Because that's what yeah, everyone that's- says. It's so I started, hard. started
2: the Dating is Hard show, which is like a comedy game show. Uh, a long time ago, like in New York. And I made named it dating is hard because that's like the comedy trope of everybody. Dating's if you hard. go to fucking any comedy show, someone will be like, Oh, dating is so hard. Isn't dating it gets a, hard? It'll
0: get a laugh. It'll get an, uh, an ironic laugh from comics. Okay, exactly. like, oh, let's hear this thing. So
2: I named it dating is hard. And, uh, after that, I like kind of made this offshoot podcast where I just interview the most random people that I can find. So what the, premise of the podcast is is i i'm on dating apps with a profile that just says hey i'm looking for people with entertaining stories about dating or weird theories or weird stories to come on a podcast and then the first couple days it was a little bit of a struggle because people were like you just want people on a podcast like you're not trying to date anybody i was like no not really but (laughs) so then i was i was freaking out because i was like Oh man, no one's gonna want to do this. <laughs> so I just created this podcast, and it was gonna have nobody on it. But luckily, I've got a
0: lot, like so many. But people are you now. are you uh, picking the, your guests based on their looks? Like you might fuck after. No, but <laughs> I mean, it's, no. I'm just saying it's a. It'd be a good. Way to open up with a stranger. Say you get a, a girl who's on it, and you know she's uh, wants to be a guest. And
1: Dave's always looking yeah, for know, an like, angle. Way to make
0: me seem like a fucking skis. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm looking for an angle when he's got a dating podcast about dating with guests that have fun dating stories that he could then maybe bang after. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Leave no, the door open. Not doing. That. Leave the door open. Are you? Have you? Have you interviewed any cuties? Oh yeah, definitely. But and they're not. You're not trying to be like, hey.
2: No, not really. I mean, there have been some people that. We're cuties, and then you know you interview them, and it's just kind of like, oh, this would never work out. Oh, really? It's like you have interesting stories, which is good, great for the podcast. But I could never see myself dating.
0: Do you, you know? need a? Do you need the lady to? Do you need the aura of? You know, cause some guys they want to just pretend like the lady's a virgin or not experienced. Like if you hear, if you have a chick on and she tells you a story about all the dicks she sucked, which I mean, it'd be hard to <laughs> date it her. her? Would it would it be kind of hard to me? date her after that. I
2: don't think so. I feel like we all know that. Women have had sex before.
0: Listen, <laughs> Tasha, like,
3: oh, Tasha was a uh, like an action
0: hero in a uh, shrink wrap <laughs> case when I found her. Compl- that's why she was so hungry. She just sat on the shelf for a while. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like Tasha Biden knows more about my history than I know about hers. Just because I, I don't know. Do you? I don't know.
1: I feel like I know nothing about your history.
0: Well, let me just let you know. We'll Girls. Let's have both of you on my
2: podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll
2: all discover a little bit about. Here's the difference
0: each other. with Tasha and I, and I think this is with a lot of men and women. The difference is that a lot of women will have enough guys pursuing them, so like you've never had to hunt for a guy. I'm Joe. I'm like you. I've been in the bars with fifty other guys that look like me, slightly stronger. Mo- willing to spend more money, like there's always a guy who's willing to do more to get laid than you. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And you can't look needy, so you got to be out there smiling, but not too hard. Laughing, but not too much. Douching, but not too douching. Yeah, that's when you trash all those other guys. It's <laughs> like, oh, look at this
2: fucking lame guy He's coming here with all this money.
1: <laughs> like,
3: Wait,
2: is that lame?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: it's cool to not. Have yeah, why money. would you Why would you want to go with the guy that has money? I got nothing going.
3: <laughs>
0: but they all exist. Every bar you ever. You're like, Ever go to, if a chick walks in that's desirable, there'll be 17 dudes framing up ways, they all start leaning in her direction, <laughs> they start goofing around, we start razzing, we start going to our A material, telling the stories about this and that and trying it's just a fucking it's it's uh it, but then so the only the best scenarios are when you are in the same area with a hot chick mm-hmm. or or something you're attracted to and don't have that competition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Tasha, if we met if we met at a bar, I'd be fucked you have have 15, well, 15 or others. Or a situation well, you that takes the pressure meeting? off. you've I got to tell you this. It's a story we've told a million times, yeah. but we were friends first and we've met. I know that you were friends first. We met kind of through you. that scenario just yeah. to save that people are literally like, do I have to skip ahead right now? We're not going to listen to this. But like
1: maybe a dating podcast is like, because you are going at it with like a sort of work frame of mind and Mm -hmm. not like, oh, let's see, not Dave's psycho frame of mind. Yeah. Then that potentially maybe actually could be something because you're like, oh, there's no pressure here. We're just telling these stories. Well,
2: that's what I found is I would go on dates with girls from dating apps and all of them had a story about like, this cr- you should have seen the last guy I went on a date with. Like he fucking took me to blah blah blah, and I'm just like sitting there like, what the fuck? How is this person a human being? How does this guy not understand that that's not cool? How does? This- but
0: it's also through their lens. Yeah, they could have been having their tits out, making strong eye contact, and he thought it was time to go in for the kiss. You know what I mean? Like there's, you got to shoot your shot. I'm not saying. That it's always that's gonna not,
1: work. Eye contact.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean though? You've ever you've ever gone in for the kiss because it you know, as a guy, you've got
1: Because t- someone made <laughs> eye contact. Long yeah. eye contact. There's yeah. literally Maybe people are just being polite. No, listen, guys no, 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 need no, no, to no. understand the difference between flirting and being polite. Because there is a, a lot of guys don't like get it. it. But
0: listen, Tasha, if the lady's ready to be kissed and you don't do it, you just Blow unkissed it. your way into the friend zone, yeah. and you blew it. So, th- so you agree with me, Tasha, that there's so so for men. If 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 I'm getting rejected by a lady, I mean. I had twenty different check marks that were checked yes before I went in for the kiss. Sometimes, if you're, too, what are all
1: your check marks? Well,
0: eye contact. She's looking at you. She's squared up. She's touching you back. Yeah. Maybe a nipple falls out. That's a that's a yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. When a nipple falls out, that's a go. <laughs> that's a go. That's when you go in <laughs> the, for the when, smooch. When the, when the, the lopsided <laughs> one falls out, that's when it's time to go. No, no I do. The sign. touching
1: thing is a thing. Yeah, you, thing, is you, a touch. thing. you touch. You touch. Yeah. You touch. It's yeah. not yeah. even.
0: The it doesn't have to be calls physical. It inducing keno or whatever. Easy. Don't look at touch. Right now, he's inducing keno right on you. Know? <laughs> you that
2: book, yeah, the absolutely. Neil Strauss or whatever.
0: Yeah, and it starts. Pu- Tasha, Put your hand hero. down. Put your hand yeah. down. So look, no. So uh, and then it's that's yeah.
2: it. Yeah. Or if, like you're sharing it off, like, oh my god, you're crazy. And
0: yeah. Then, and then I kind of like just touched her with my knee, like a little bit, and then she's and if if, uh, if she doesn't, Dave, well. I think Tasha might want. It. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't even know that this is a thing. That 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 there's like it doesn't girls have,
1: definitely know yeah, it's you a thing. Can pick that I'm, kind so of stuff I'm saying
0: up. If, if if it's if all the, part of the general vibe. I feel mm-hmm. like if you, yeah. you're vibing,
2: like there were some people that told stories on the podcast where it was like very obviously not a vibe but guys will still go for it anyway because it's like well fuck it i'm here maybe i'm just misreading the situation it's like
0: no dude like there's no vibe going on that's yeah. like when you're pulling your parachute before you've reached maximum speed like don't yeah. pull, don't jump out of the helicopter and play <laughs> yeah. your, enjoy the fucking ride for a minute because like you know you don't know why you're being rejected some some people don't like pda some people it's like they're not in the comfort place or they just need more time it's like you just met they're attracted to you but it's like whoa a little too much this guy's c- crazy like men you have to you have to kind of know all these things and but and all, but still be like escalating the sexuality but not in a way that's just going to completely
1: yeah don't go from zero to 100 yeah. like stop at 10 and 20 and 40 first
0: now you're a comic so you understand how to like read a room yeah. you know you understand the empathy of being like all right this person's maybe hesitant but like is into me but like something else is going on so like you like what's your what are your strengths and weaknesses with how you do online dating what's working and what's like leaving you ghosted where you're like what the fuck did I do wrong
2: I mean everybody's gonna get ghosted you know like I feel like that's just something that's gonna happen because there's just uh, so many options for women like it I was with talking with these people that I've had on the podcast it's just like there's thousands of guys that have swiped right on these people so if like if somebody ghosts me or is like hey i'm not interested in somebody else it's like i get it but i think my strength in my strength in dating dave uh, <laughs> is, is like it's on the pole <laughs> there are so many unaware people out there that just don't understand the situation and like i know when to back out like it's like that's like a counterintuitive thing Whereas like my strength in like how i get people to like want to go out with me more is like i'm aware enough to step back And be like, yeah, I get that this isn't a thing. So I'm willing to accept that, I think.
0: What do you ever uh, uh, step back when she's actually into you? But maybe she. Like, 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 what's your scenario? But that
1: totally can be a winning thing because guys have to remember that, like, girls are being inundated with just, like, dick all day, every day. Inundated. And it can be. That's what I just said. You said
0: inundated.
1: It's the oh same boy. thing. Yeah, you didn't
0: hit the inundated. <laughs> you didn't hit it right. Inundated. Oh, my God.
1: Okay. Inundated. <laughs> inundated. Inundated with
3: dicks. So all many day, dicks. Every, day. So many dicks.
1: every day. <laughs> Just dicks flying dicks. from every direction. No, but really that like a lot of girls, are. they want somebody who's not coming on so strong. They yeah. want somebody who's like willing to take it slow and step back and not in a rush and not over the top in their pursuit.
0: I think it's a little, little bit of both. Like you need to understand when you're being rejected, but also give someone the benefit of the doubt that they live a dynamic life. Like you wouldn't want to date a girl who's. At your beck and call every second. You don't want to be Absolutely, inundated. Absolutely, I
2: would. <laughs> I to be inundated. Uh, be, <laughs> so
0: uh, when you go, you no, know, you want someone who's like on their own mission, and they'll make time for you when they make time for yeah. you. And then eventually, you'll invest more time in each other once you, you know, you know all that. But like also, if someone's got a thing where like they're about to go on vacation or about to travel, you can't always be like, well, I guess she's not into me. Well, maybe she is, but like you've got, you just might be on the back burner. So you need to be on the back burner, but ready ready to make that move.
2: I will say every woman that's ever gone on a vacation right after like a first date, I've never heard from them again. Yeah. It's always... That's always the like, oh, it's over. You're gone. (laughs) Like, I've never had a girl come back from a vacation and be like interested. I've seen
0: this girl in college and um, she... I drove her to the uh, train station. We live next to the train station. So she was going home on spring break. So I was like seeing her, drove her to the train station. And then she, and then all of a sudden, I just watched like a week's worth of vacation photos with her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and then never saw her again. <laughs> and I was like, I'm no Sherlock, <laughs> but I think you rekindled the connection. <laughs> and it's like, what am I going to do? I, oh, you, know, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, whatever you can do, you know, I don't know. Yeah, a, That's what I mean. But, you, yeah, that's part you, of it though you can't yeah you can't control the fact that like you might not be able to build that fire Like it, it literally
2: has- just happened to me like two weeks ago where I was like about to see a girl and she's like well I'm gonna go on a vacation for this weekend and she was like let's plan to go out next Thursday or whatever and I was like alright but don't forget about me. <laughs> Did you follow like, up won't. with her? Of course I followed up with her. And then she was like, hey, not interested. And I was like, you fucking son of a bitch. I knew- I-, I took a screenshot of where I said, don't forget about me. And I sent it to her and
0: I was like, called it.
1: <laughs> my, uh,
0: I know this girl,
2: Caitlin. And
1: I'm- she probably was like, this guy's a psycho. I know, yeah, but my
2: whatever. friend, Kaelin, I was my friend
0: <laughs> from New York lived out here and she met a guy on Tinder and they went on a date and he goes, look, just so you know, I'm, I'm a seal and I'm being deployed like this week so I'm not going to be able to see you for six months and uh, they've been together for three years.
1: Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Did they hook up that night? I'm curious. <laughs> sure. They she gave me did. the old that uh, US away. blow you know yeah. send off. Oh, yeah. Go get them
0: boys. <laughs> 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 Inundated What's with Dick. With like, I'm doing this for our country. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine that? I'm going to give him the best blow job ever. He's going to be with seven dudes for six months. Uh, could but you, you that's imagine it being
2: like the worst blow job ever? He's like fuck this is the last blow job I get before
0: yeah <laughs> Just give, it, give it give it to me i'll do it myself <laughs> but it's uh, uh so it's it's the challenge is not is not being resentful and bitter yeah that's hard that's the hard part about dating because you could meet and then someone.
1: You, you who's bring right. that to the table, mm-hmm. you know. If you have that chip on your shoulder, then you bring that energy with you to every. Yeah, you start
0: getting this negative energy, and then you meet a girl, and she's like, "Oh, I got a phone call. Like maybe her dad's going through chemo, and you're like, "Oh, here we go again. Yeah. Oh, you, you got, got a phone call. call. Like- you're <laughs> going to just walk out of the restaurant <laughs> and leave me. And she's like, "What the fuck, man? My dad's dying. And you're like, "I'll get the bill. I'll get the bill here. But that's what happens, you know. Like, how do you do? You have a way of sort of like keeping optimistic. Uh, right. Keeping out the miss. I read your Facebook statuses. Oh,
2: yeah. Sometimes I get really, <laughs> really, I go hard in the pain on Facebook sometimes. Just is like, that your therapy? Yeah, I guess. And, like, it's also, like, I hate saying this and I hate when comics say this, but, like, a lot of times when I'm pissed off or annoyed at something, I'll make it into a bit. And so comedy is my therapy. Oh, uh, fucking kill me. <laughs>
0: I fucking hate when people but say But don't that. you wish that you could have. Uh, a facebook for like comedy and all this but also like 20 of your friends like i can i can understand if you post like man i can't fucking deal with the shit that's going on yeah but it's tough when it's like going to other people that's like what's up with that guy
2: well i think that putting something like what i do on facebook when i have a problem like that a lot of times it's like coming from a place of vulnerability where i'm like i don't understand can somebody help me understand what's going on like that was what happened with like so i was going to the comedy store for potluck for like almost two years and which I is a never... long-running open mic for yeah. our
0: listeners that is every monday at the one yeah, of the like, biggest comedy clubs in the world and it's always hundreds of people hundreds trying to get of people 10 spots. and then there's
2: like 15 to 10 15 spots
0: and i've been up once in six years just yeah so i've been up just so people it, understand you don't yeah. get up so i was going for two years to the point sorry to interrupt where oh, jamie definitely. fox changed his name to jamie fox because it's a um it's a gender neutral name yeah. to get up at the so they couldn't tell if google it, was a girl it. Or a woman, that's not his real name a girl or a guy girl or a guy but so yeah i and then i
2: saw people that had moved here like six months ago and they've gotten up twice already and it's like they're not blowing people's minds with their comedy so i was just like what the fuck's going on? Am I doing something wrong? Am I shadow banned and I just don't know about it? Right. And so, through that, like somebody that was at the comedy store was like, hey man, like I could try and help you get up at the store, like put in a good word and then like a couple weeks later I got up. So, Usually, yeah, so
1: you know it's not just like out yeah, of the hat random. You shouldn't have to
0: come to that because there's plenty of people taking it back to our grocery store analogy that are waiting in line. Yeah, and then and then you don't want to be the sixty year old grandma who tries to cut everybody, but that's kind of what happens. That's
2: what you need to do at some point because, like, I knew got people at the comedy store, and the whole thing is like, oh, you gotta know door guys. You know, gotta know door guys. And I knew a couple of door guys, and I still wasn't getting up. So I was like, did did. Am I signing up wrong? Like, am I writing on the wrong paper? So, when I do post stuff on Facebook like that, it's usually a question where I'm like, I don't understand. Can somebody help me please understand this? And, like, I remember one... Even
1: if it's somebody telling you, like, quit fucking wasting your time there because, yeah. like, they have their their favorites and it's- Yeah.
2: I mean, that happens. And there's a lot of times where people tell me that I'm wrong or, like, I'm reading too much into things. So... Like one time I was talking about a girl. Here we go. We're back to dating. We're on the Sex <laughs> Actually podcast. Uh, <laughs> one time I was really frustrated because I was going to go out with a girl and we made plans to go out to this show. And so I got tickets to go to the show. And then the day of she was like, oh, never mind. I'm not uh, I, I'm interested in somebody else. And I don't feel like it'd be right to go to the show with you. So I was like, OK, thanks
1: for the notice.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was literally the day of. Had you met before? No. It was a first date. It was okay. a first date. And so I was like, so do you want to, like, pay for your ticket or something? <laughs> because I already got the tickets. And she was like, no, I don't owe you anything. I don't, like, you shouldn't have got the tickets beforehand. So then I wrote this whole long thing on Facebook, like, at what point does somebody owe you something? because yeah,
0: you're forced to maintain your image and your, like, manhood and just eat the cost. Yeah. But it's still, like... And you're trying to, like, give justice to the situation. Now,
1: curiosity, did oh, you say... Boy.
0: victim blaming. Here ah! we go. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: This is not fiction <laughs> blaming, but I think that like my number one thing is that like communication is so important. Mm-hmm. So like, oh yeah, we want to go to this show. Okay, I'll pick up the tickets. Yeah, send her a picture of the tickets. You know, like oh, that's
2: a little overkill. Or
1: just like, <laughs> or like, well, I like, t- yeah, was, like, like, I got the tickets. Yeah, whatever. Like, I got the tickets. You did. You told her you got the tickets. Yeah a week in advance or whenever it was
0: mm-hmm. and she should cover the cost because she's bailing she should cover the cost of her ticket or try to
2: get
1: yeah that's just the polite thing to do or yeah. cover the cost
0: of both like- tickets and she takes someone else If it's like alright look if you well that's want what to- I
2: was like I think I even offered that to her I was like would well, you want the tickets and like I could just give them to you or something she was like no and so then I wrote a whole thing on Facebook like w- w- am I in the wrong here should I just and then everybody that commented was like you shouldn't have even had that as a first date anyway you should have just gone for coffee. This is why you don't plan like dates like that because you so many girls daily.
1: though will not go for a first date for coffee. What? Yeah, absolutely. That's
0: a great first date.
1: Mm, no, because it shows no investment. My, mm. I mean, honestly, it's, it's well. That's a different- what I was
2: thinking. I was like, this is going to be a unique experience. Yeah,
0: Natasha, like- you're assuming you want the guy to spend that much time with you. That's why I think a drink, coffee, or yeah,
1: maybe a concert is because- like three hours. But d- anything less than dinner, in my opinion, is almost like insulting. There was like t- really, you want me I- to come out like for well, just you guys, coffee or you just drink on
3: dating
0: apps? No. Time to pay some bills, everybody. That's right. We got bills here in Los Angeles, California. This rent's too damn high. As you guys know, we've been sponsored the last month by Promescent a Climax Control Spray, and we're going to talk about that very quick right here. As you guys know, Promescent was created by urologists specifically to help men last longer in bed. That's right. You spray it on your dick. Last night, we were hanging out with friends and I told them... It was actually funny. It was the first time I met one of Tasha's friends and I told her about uh, this new product we have and I was like, yeah, it's a genital desensitizing spray. And what did she say, Tasha? She goes, "See, so you just spray it on your balls? And me and the, and the girl's husband look at each other and we're like, no, bitch. <laughs> you put it on your dick. Balls are not the problem. No one's like, oh, just quit touching my balls. I'm going to come. No, it's the dick. The dick's highly sensitive. So, genital desensitizing spray, Promescent, what it has is lidocaine, and it helps numb the dick just enough to make it last a little bit longer. It's got target zone technology. That's right, folks. Targets the sensitive underlying nerves. Basically, what you do is you spray it on a couple pumps as you do, and then you let it kind of soak in a few minutes so your girlfriend doesn't get a... um you know numb clam you don't need that uh labia feeling like it's been through a you know a Target practice and it doesn't have any sensitivity. You know what I mean? You say, this is for men only. No sharing this with the ladies. They get enough sensation. You know what I mean? They're all hooked up to their vibrators and their sex toys and their little flagellums to make them feel everything. And we just we don't need to feel shit. We feel too much. Anyway, the orgasm gap, as you guys know, uh, basically men last about five minutes in bed on average and women last about 18. So we need to shrink that gap. People are talking about the wage gap. I say talk about the orgasm gap. So this helps men. This gives us a fighting shot. Anyway, discreet shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. You guys know the deal. You can find all the links for this in the description of this podcast. Go to delayspray.com for a 15% off voucher. Use the code SAP15. Write in. Have you guys tried it yet? He's spraying the shit on you? What's going on? Let us know. If you come to if you uh, if you come find me in person, I've got a few free samples, I'll throw your way. Delayspray.com, 15% off with a voucher the code is sap one five promescent make love longer back to our chat with joe elke that's the thing see like you don't know what you're gonna get like i like i met like our friend val right i met her through tinder right so this is like years ago i was like single for like three months now like yeah i met her on tinder she wasn't even doing stand-up you know val tosi tosi valerie Maybe ginger big boobs Maybe uh anyway I don't know. I w- you know, we became friends. You know what I mean? I was like, but I was like, I stopped by her work with a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. She worked at some billiard hall. I was like, oh, we'll come by and say hi. But I wasn't into her. But then we were like, all right, let's be friends. You know what I mean? So it like, that saved us both time. Yeah. And she made fun of me that I was like cheap because that's what I did. But I was like, yeah, well, I just walked through the aisle and was like, now nah, that's not going to be for me. But like, you seem cool, whatever. Because yeah, yeah Wait, the you f-
1: met her on a dating app. Tinder. What?
0: That's how every comic met. That's not like if you know a comic. I don't know how it is now, but like like I met almost no. Actually, to be honest, she might be the only person I met that that was that like I actually knew in the industry. But I was like, okay, you see someone that like is you know you new to you new to L A. It's a really good tool, I think, to see someone yeah. and be like, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to like. You know, I'm not into that with you, but like, oh, you're cool. Like, all right, oh, what do you do? Got a show at Second City? You know, whatever. And yeah. then you
2: just become. Yeah, I mean, I've met a bunch of friends through dating apps where I'm just like, yeah this isn't a thing. But like, you're still cool. They want to still have you in my life. But yeah, I think Tinder isn't a
0: yeah a vibe. It's and because it's, in the end, in the end, L A. is kind of about networking and
2: not. not Don't nec- they
1: have an app for that for just making friends? I think yeah, Bumble, Bumble
0: Bumble BFF or something. We should do that for the podcast. I was going to get that. fucking listeners.
2: I was going to put bumblebees because right now I'm just having a lot of women on the podcast so like I'm trying to get guys that have stories too oh that's
1: is, a good idea
2: yeah so I got to even it out because it's been like a-
0: guys a- that have online dating stories
2: is yeah this specifically online well just dating stories in general I would,
0: bro I was on tinder in New York when it was like you had to explain what it was. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking eight years ago. Look it up. It existed, and back then it was like a fuck tool. Not to say that that's what happened. Well, that, yeah, that's but how that it was originally the stigma
2: started. So people didn't like want to say the they were
0: people didn't want to say they were in it because it, the the cultural conscience wasn't okay with it until yeah. a certain point where fucking everyone was on it because that was like. That was the original days when like you'd run out of people to swipe, and this is in brooklyn mm-hmm. you I'd be a little you're on set of you know bored you're like all right, I've hit thirty people i've run- there's no one else on the app i'm I'm recycling the same I'm seeing the same people again, but that was yeah that's how it was, and i don't think i mean I think in total i'd have to think about it I've probably met three or four people in total from that site in person because for me i just realized it was easier to just meet somebody oh, because dude. then because the, all the tinder does is get you to that level where you got to scan each other up and down and see if you're okay with each other physically before it even gets to them well that's step.
2: also the to the point of like why coffee and just like not necessarily dinner is usually like the first date because number one you're going on so many dates
1: i guess that's the difference you're
2: going on so it's many it's a numbers dates it's game like, so
1: you're just trying to have a time saver yeah,
2: like nobody can well Certain people can't afford, but, like, I'm a fucking, you know, I'm a regular guy. I can't be like, hey, let's go to all of these fancy excursions. Well, I guess that's
1: my idea, is that, like, it shouldn't be a numbers game. In my opinion, I would want to be more discerning up front, Mm
3: -hmm. less
1: swipes, you know, and 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 be really looking at their profiles and considering like, oh, do I think this person was a good match for me? And Am I attracted to this person? And, and less like saying yes to everybody. You know what I mean?
0: But then you but then you don't know if they have a lisp or a droopy eye or something. There's just little things that just aren't... you know what I mean. You ever meet someone you're yeah. like, I, I can't do another but second. I w-
1: but I my, I mean this is again just my own like personal preference i wouldn't want to i don't have the energy to be going on more yeah. than one date. Well,
2: that's why i'm every on,
1: week or two that's
2: why i'm only on dating apps for like when i'm on them to date in earnest i can only be on them for like a week and a half two weeks because it's just like so much energy you're so much scheduling and then it's just like you don't have time for all the people that you want to be going out with, and then comedy, and then podcast, and you, then circus, and then pole dancing. It's are you like, sober? Do you drink? Yeah, I don't drink. You
0: don't drink. Okay, because I was going to say that that actually probably limit that limits you because some. Oh If, yeah? if a chick's partying, she doesn't want to be. With, no offense, but no, right, you no, know, what I mean? it's I like an energy that. thing. Well, I always tell
2: they them? need
1: an app for sober. People. There must be a
2: sober. App. I was going to try and think of doing that, but I don't know how they to.
0: They should make call an the uh, the developer <laughs> the twelfth uh, swipe. 12, it should be the twelve. 12. Hey, folks, we're trying. Um, <laughs> Do you know was, any
1: like Silicon Valley people, Tasha? That no, has to exist.
0: Fuck? A sober date. Sober. There Probably is. I mean, at least
2: for. I mean, like, they have like anonymous
1: farmers.
0: Anonymous yeah, they have
2: farmers. I don't know why, why that's not even a, a filter on.
0: That's gonna be like a filter on Tinder. Just yeah, no p- people that don't drink. People that don't. Well, party. that's
2: because that's always a lot of times the first date suggestion. Like, want to go grab drinks? It's like, and then I have to explain like, hey, I don't drink, and then it's like, well, why? And then I have to be, be like, no, well, I'm not a Mormon. I'm not a fucking. <laughs> Former addict. I don't have any family problems with it. It's just I've never done it. And then... To some people, that's even weirder than if I was an alcoholic.
1: I feel like if someone says they don't drink, you don't need to ask why because it's not your fucking business.
0: Oh, you'd be surprised. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to say is a good thing. You could say like, hey, I've got a show. Don't invite them to the show. But that shows that your status, that you're out there hustling doing your thing. Yeah. I got a show. But if you want to grab a bite to eat after the show, we could do that. I mean, it might well, be sketchy if it's at night. But that's you know, the I,
2: thing. Yeah, that's so I've done that before where it's like I can grab a but do you know Sammy Sutker yeah love her she and I got into like this huge argument the other day because a guy who was like a bartender or something she was trying to meet up with him That she went on a date with him and she was like oh this was a good promising first date or whatever and then they were trying to plan a date uh, a second date and he was like well I'm like super busy and the only time I'm really available is after 10 on Saturday if that's if that works for you It wasn't like, come to my apartment. It was like, I'm free after 10 on Saturday. And she was like, nope. Uh, Seems like you're angling for just a hookup. So lose my number. And I was like,
0: "That you kind of jumped the gun on that." If dude. I were him, I would say like, "Look, I understand that this would look a well, certain way, and maybe he learned his lesson that it would look a certain well, way." Well, what
2: happened was afterwards he was like apologizing. He was like, "Well, I'm also free like these other days. If if I'm sorry, like I didn't want it to come off that way." And she was like,
0: "No, I'm annoyed and just I'm done with it." Yeah, see, that's her bringing her own shit
2: into it. Yeah, the,
1: what we we're just talking about, like you can't have your bitterness. Yeah, like-
0: which happens. I mean, imagine a imagine a, a woman who. Like, because guys, right, you know, like, uh, if, you're, if you're down to hook up with a chick, you want to take her to the bar that's in the building. You want to take her to the bar that's the closest, you know, yeah. stumble to your bed. That's, you know <laughs> what I mean? If you could take a bar that's ziplined straight into your bed, <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you just, woo, just fucking through the canopy straight into the room? That's what you would do. But like women don't always know that. You don't always be like, "Yeah, oh, why'd you pick this bar? Oh, it's this cool little dive spot that's right next to where no, I want to fuck you." I live
3: right around here.
0: Bless <laughs> no the way. least amount of In moving case this to fuck goes down really well. <laughs> <laughs> you say it like that. But yeah, like
2: I get why because she, she she's like older than me and and uh, she probably had been burned a lot of times with that mm. kind of shit before. So I get why she would be apprehensive, but if you're going to My thing was like, if you're going to cut people off that quickly after you're like, I'm really looking forward to seeing this guy. And then the first sign of whatever, just
0: like, nope, lose my number. I think it's cool for her to say, sorry, not into a hookup. And then see what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Because that puts the ball in his court. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. Because maybe.
1: And also, like, if he just said, I'm free after 10, want to do something then, like, it's on him to be decisive about, like, oh, Let's make a plan. I'm yeah. free after 10 Let's if you want to a- get dinner. I'm free after 10 if you want to see this late night movie. See,
2: that's where I think that guy fucked up. Because yeah. he was like, I'm free after 10. You have to be like... You wanna to go to like a diner? I know this diner or whatever. It's like it's it's well. Yeah, or this cool yeah, pie shop that's
1: twenty four hours. You know what I mean? Like yeah. say the say the plan wanna so that she Walmart? still feels <laughs> valued that you like have an idea but for what, that day at that time. What I think
0: women need to understand, listen, ladies, oh, I think boy. what women need to understand is that men that are into you also want to fuck you. It's yeah. not one or the other. It's so if you decide to fuck the guy. It is your... Women, in the end, make all the choices in relationships. They control the vagina. They make all the choices. You control if you're going to have a baby or not. I'm looking at you, Tasha. You make the choices. If I say I want to do one thing and you throw a fucking temper tantrum, she makes... Tasha's so fucking stubborn. Last night, I'm in bed, and she goes, you set the timer for the coffee? I go, yeah, 7.45. Ugh that's too late we need to set it earlier 7 30 i was like i'm not getting up she starts just hitting me get up get up get up and i was like i'm only getting up because i know you'll do this for five hours so i know how stubborn you are so i'm gonna get up but i'm just i'm doing it under a protest i'm getting up for my own sanity because i know you're not going to just reclaim your masculinity yeah i'm doing this because i want to do this not because you're annoying me. you know what i've never heard in my life i've never heard this Oh, you don't you don't want to do what I want to do? Okay, I've never heard that in my life from Tasha. That's
1: <laughs> true. Babe, babe,
0: babe, come on. Come
1: I'm a on. master of compromise.
0: You are you know how to manipulate. You're stubborn, and you're more stubborn than I am, and I understand that. So I just uh, you know I follow I follow in line like a little bitch that I am. But the point is, is that I think women, well, they control things, they control all that. So like men, we would want to fight. There's been plenty of times when a guy's into a girl, but he's also like, all right, I'll fuck you. But if she goes, no, I'm not ready. Okay, that's okay i still want to date you again but also in the moment that's like you keep we're fighting genetics we're fighting evolution here we're fighting procreation you yeah. know what i mean so it's up to the ladies if you do like it, you're like all right cool like i want to i want to say no to uh, escalating any farther and if he's into me we'll see yeah yeah. there's no rush we'll see and then sometimes you might get rejected by a girl and you would be like all right no worries cool and then you just don't ever want to see her again. She's like, this is going to be too much work. She's looking for like a boyfriend and shit. And that's just not where I'm at. And that's fine too. And you figure it out that way. You know what I mean? Anybody? Does anybody know?
1: I zoned That's out awesome. a little yeah. bit.
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally lost you. Zoned
1: out. <laughs> you both that
0: I was a long it's one.
2: I think it's
1: proof that, that, that it's, that it's on you. That was just kind of rambling. Right,
0: that one was on me. <laughs> I'm, sorry, Dave.
2: I'm
0: so sorry. That one was on just, me. Just like staring blankly
2: at you. Is anybody <laughs>
1: listening? My eyes started to twitch. I was like, ah. Oh.
0: I can literally see Tasha's soul leave her body, <laughs> go into the fridge, and look for food. <laughs> Her soul is rummaging for treats in the fridge, which uh, explains my point why women are always so hungry. You know what I mean? Anyway. Wait, where um, was that point made? Earlier when I, I got a belly because I don't have to eat for weeks at, on it. Oh, okay. okay I, that okay. seems
1: counterintuitive, babe. <laughs> Just
0: trying to lose that weight. All I want to do is take some photos where I look good in a photo. Hell yeah, man. That's all I want. I'm going to put some out. go lift, man. Bro, I do work out. Jacked. I do work out. I do my thing. I don't, you know, my core is there. It's under. It's you know, like they say abs are made in the kitchen. So's yeah. bellies. Bellies are made in the kitchen.
2: <laughs> abs are made in the kitchen and the lighting's studio.
1: <laughs> That's
2: <for> true <it> too. <laughs> Lighting depends so you much. You can get
1: a it. spray tan that like
0: yeah, um, you but defines get, like, body your paint abs. Looks- <laughs> but I can wake up with abs and then have a and then like ate a banana and I'm fat again you know what I mean like you can wake up like you ever wake up like Tasha we need to do our photo shoots first thing in the morning we need to wake up
1: yeah let's wake up up at 5
0: we'll pee we'll kind of release all the whatever dehydrate yourself and then we'll do a photo shoot and then we'll go to the I mean I don't know what you're talking about because I'm
2: always fucking ripped but you are you are
0: are ripped you don't have the belly you don't have like that's just my addiction that's just where I'm at is like sweets and stuff like I've had I've had a lifetime supply of sweets and breads and things like that well I've also
2: always been skinny It was hard for me to put on. Weight. You're an ectomorph. Yeah. You're six foot. What are you, six four? Yeah, six four. Six
0: four. Ladies, come on, right in.
2: Ladies at Joe Welkie on Instagram. <laughs> come on. Now, what my you your dad? My pole videos.
0: What does your dad say when he's like, "Oh, my son's a comic, and now he's a pole dancer too"? <laughs> like, <how does laughs> they
2: don't know about the pole dancing.
1: <laughs> you should start posting videos on your Instagram. Um, that's
2: all my instagram show show her a video uh hang on a second well this is going to be terrible for like and uh, uh,
0: his instagram's at joe Welkie, right joe w-e-l-k-i-e wait hold on no c in joe Welkie.
2: yeah w-e-l-k-i-e also if you want you can follow the dating is hard uh show and podcast yeah dating is hard comedy
0: at dating is hard comedy and it's on uh on the podcast app right you can just search dating is hard Joe Welke, and also give Joe a good review. It's important to yeah, give good please.
1: reviews. We oh my like. God! Tasha's watching
0: him swinging around.
2: You have
1: the longest legs in the world. I
2: know. Everybody, whenever I like do a trick, you're like kicking everyone's your like, neighbors. So well, I do kick people, and it's bad. Like it's, I kick the the ceiling sometimes. And I think and Tasha, shit.
0: you should get her. Yeah, get her into pole dancing, sure. But also the <laughs> um, the the circus stuff. I think is cool. Do you have a circus video? Oh, show show the show of the circuit I know this because. isn't good for audio only, but yeah, you guys is, will have to but, this is uh, good uh, teasing people to go check, yeah, out, your go check out.
1: Yeah, go check out his highlights yeah. on his Instagram.
2: Yeah. I uh I've been doing the circus stuff for quite a while and like
0: it's fun.
1: Is man. it expensive? It's, what do you got? It's gotta, very like,
2: expensive. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say, what what is it like a monthly cost to do these things? Oh, wow, so Dave, it's look like, at those
1: apps. Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Look at that move you're doing. Yeah. Rings have to be tough when you're tall. Like most male gymnasts are like 5'6", six, right? Yeah, dude. Well, those aren't guys. rings.
2: It's those are straps. Oh, uh, straps. It's, it's, similar it's it's similar to the thing
1: that they do in the Olympics. Yeah, it's you
2: get enough, rings.
0: Tasha. Are you gonna be okay? okay? Here you go. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> yeah. Spank that out on your own time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude,
2: I'm loving doing pole, like. Pole stuff is just so much but fun. But
0: Joe, you 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 got a good personality. You're a nice guy. You pole dancing. You're doing your own curriculars. You're pursuing your own dreams. What's the hold up? And I'm not uh, saying you need a girlfriend. But like, what's, what's the hold up? Is what's all hold up that all of that shit things? takes time? What's up with these? Hoes? <laughs> I don't have
2: time for. It. I'm doing comedy, doing pole, doing circus, doing a podcast. I don't have time. So you don't even need, really you don't need a girlfriend it, but... then? No, not really. It's not like a big priority for me right now. But uh, I mean, if somebody, that's the thing. And that's
1: an important thing to recognize, too, is like, don't waste your time on pursuits when it's not like your top priority. Everybody has different seasons in their life. And if right now your season is personal development, don't waste your time and don't waste their time either.
2: Exactly. But also, on the other hand, uh, so like you were saying, like, oh, is this, are you going to like, Mac on chicks on the podcast? If I meet somebody through doing my podcast and I'm like, I really like this person. I'm not going to be like, nope, sorry. I will probably just be like...
1: You're open to the possibility. Yeah, I'm open
2: to the possibility, but right now I'm kind of like just trying to focus on making that bigger and getting that out there because I think it's really cool and important because, you know, like I said on my podcast... Oh, sorry. I just spit all over the place. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, So that's why. (laughs) The reason why I wanted to have... People that like aren't necessarily comics on the podcast is because comics we talk about that all the time. We're on stage every night, being like, "Dating is hard. Here's my story." And regular people that are, I I, I keep doing that. I keep saying regular people. No, but it's a different breed. Yeah, it's a different breed. They don't have that stage, you know. So I think it's funny that these people can come on and it's important that they have that platform, I guess, to talk about and then people can learn from their mistakes and like one of the things that I really enjoyed about one of the podcasts was a guy that I did it with named Blake and his stories were all like, I fucked this up. Here's how I fucked this up because previously a lot of the stories were like, oh, this guy was an asshole or that girl was an asshole. Blake's was like very self-aware and like, here's how I fucked it up. So I started to add that question into my line of questioning oh, yeah. on the podcast. We're like, do you have any where you fucked it up? And it's Everybody telling.
1: does, if it, they're self-aware. Well, yeah. I guess maybe it's not telling, everybody. But it's, yeah. where it's a red flag. like, what? It's, no, I don't fuck it up. Yeah. Everybody's
3: <laughs> if you just don't asshole, think you know? you're
0: the problem, it's a red flag because we're all the problem and well, we need to uh, yeah. uh, realize we all have our own neediness, our own fucking defense mechanisms. We'll say shit that we don't even know we're doing. Tasha will say something to me and I'll be like, what the, what are you, I'll like, I'll, like you know, I'll I'll come at you because you're, you know, you, she knows how to attack my soul, right? And so <laughs> well, she'll you also
2: know how to attack her soul, probably.
0: <sighs> I try, I try hard I try <laughs> to, try to get into that soul, show show who's boss. But well, yeah, we get being so a re- defensive.
2: Yeah, well, it's also about being in a relationship for so long. You both know each other's weaknesses so well, and you just, if you wanted to, like, needle each other, mm-hmm. oh, you could <laughs> totally be like, yeah, well, that's why you're fucking your fat thighs or whatever and Dave's
0: just like what my fat thighs you know that's not cool <laughs> yeah she goes babe you got cellulite on the side of your chest it's like imagine if you I told cellulite her cellulite on your chest
1: I don't know she said I have a little bit right everybody there everybody has cellulite
0: I don't think it's like I don't think you would notice. take your shirt off
1: <laughs> I got a little, we're doing
0: a shirtless puck. <laughs> I, I don't want you to see my lopsided titties <laughs> my, I got pretty symmetrical titties although yeah, we don't need to get into it but um, I mean I saw that rope video man that was impressive not bad for 34 it's
2: good because I'm getting to that dude, age Where I can
0: brag about getting older. You were just all arms. All arms. No legs. legs. I don't touch I don't use my legs to like go to slap the top. So I'm already at the top. I used to be able to do it twice. Twice is like that's a fucking ripped body. Yeah. But I work in Santa Monica, so like it's you know I'm trying my best to take my lunch and actually go down to the beach and I do like a I do like a push-up workout where I like go on you know like I'll I'll I'll, I'll hit different sides of my hands or like I'll do it where like yeah. I'll touch my Archer, elbow to my Archer push-ups. knees. Yeah, I'll do all these different ones. So it's not that many push-ups, but it's like a fucking incredible workout. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a million things we can all do out there, and it's I mean for me it's just about feeling like getting that pump going. It's like that athletic feeling where you just like... You, like We live in this world where everything's made for us. Currencies, uh, fabrication, no, we don't have any challenges. If we really fall on tough times, someone's there to save us. There's really no dangers in our life. So we have to just like... Replicate those vibes. Yeah, well, competitiveness. You're not, uh,
1: maybe that's a stretch, but you're definitely not like trying to outrun lions, you know, yeah. or like saber-tooth tigers. And or you're something. not
0: really gonna get murdered. I mean, you might get murdered, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's not like we live in a, the safest time the world's ever been. Is my point. Yeah, and we still have these triggers that are like these fears, and it's important to like express our own sort of like way to deal with that and feel worthwhile so like i like going for runs i like feeling athletic there's nothing better than feeling strength in your legs you know what i mean yeah, like that's sort yeah, of like that soreness yeah that's soreness that means you're just like working things out you're working your body but you also need to do the same with your mind you know what i mean you have to challenge yourself to stay positive uh, we were on the patreon episode this week i do a, i do you know these solo patreon yeah, yeah, episodes yeah, yeah. i was uh I, was, uh, I went over the quote from Cool Runnings. Do you remember the quote from Cool Runnings? Absolutely not. B- bro. <laughs> people if you're like i actually i never do this but i played it last night in bed for tasha that was pretty you i was, was i could see that she was smiling through the glow of the phone just listen to the audio it was he goes uh it's like the one dude talking to the other dude who like they were sprinters turned uh bobsledders classic yeah. i think it's based on a true story and uh he goes he puts them in the mirror and he says uh he goes i am pride i am power i'm a i'm a god uh, Damn, badass I'm mother. a badass who ain't take nothing from nobody.
1: <laughs> Say it again.
0: I am pride. I am
1: okay. power. <laughs> you're making accent as offensive. What? Yeah, <laughs> a white guy yelling. Yeah, like, I am power. <laughs> <laughs> I am pride.
0: <laughs> But I'm just like, you've watched that and you go, I want to fucking run through a brick wall. You watch it because it's like there's something to be said about getting your body and your energy to that higher level. And we kind of make fun of it, how you like look in the mirror and you go, I am enough. I have enough. I want to share it. Yeah. But that's what you got to do. You got to like, LA is going to beat you down every day. Maybe more so than other cities. We're looking at billboards of all of the people that are making well, it around Life
1: us. is going to beat you down every day. Yeah, but what people don't realize, it.
0: it's like, imagine if you wanted to be an electrician and every billboard was another electrician who's making good <laughs> money on the billboard. I can look outside right now. You know what I mean? All right, that's not a good advertisement, but you can just yeah, see public billboard storage. after billboard. <laughs> I feel like shit. Every billboard's <laughs> like a gonna guy. never going to make it. Public storage already <laughs> I had this one beef with this one guy and then he's on a billboard for a new MTV show he got and I'm like, oh, I can't, fuck. but you can't, act that way and it's so easy to fall into that trap into the like well it's like you got it so in order to stay focused on what you're doing you need to always ramp the, up the worthwhileness you feel within yourself oh yeah because all we do is is, is, is reach failure I was talking about like with Joe, when we were walking the dog, I was talking about how like I posted a video of me doing stand up, and half the video, the audience isn't even laughing. It was a bad crowd, but no one on Instagram is even watching the audio, listening to the audio of it. Anyway, they're reading the fucking subtitles. So it's like, you can't just harp on like the crowd sucked, like do the work, uh, you know, be like, the highest form of yourself and don't beat yourself up. Yeah. I think you're, I mean, I'm, I know I'm this way, but I think you're probably really hard on yourself. Oh yeah. I mean, you've done stand up yeah. for pushing on a decade now, right? No, nah, it's over. It's like 11 and
2: a half years. And
0: you're going to an open mic and in any other city, you'd be the strong feature or headliner. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's gotta be tough. And you just, it's you bummer, can't, that's you the, can't,
2: it's the source of my Facebook rant,
0: <laughs> but you can't, <laughs> And this is – we. I know we got to wrap up. Uh, you can't look at somebody else's castle and think, just because I can't get into their castle doesn't mean I don't deserve my own. And yeah. these comedy clubs are these castles with these moats and brick walls and archers, the door guys throwing spears at you. Stay out. This is my place. Yeah. Because everyone's holding on to their own place. Like you, through the podcast and your own show and your own act, need to create your own castle and then let in your friends that have – appreciated you along the way this is my space that i've created yeah not like been, let me into yours and i know you're doing that yeah and that's, that's what, what you i've have been
2: to- up to with that like i was so getting so bummed out about not getting into clubs and shit like that and you know not being good enough so then i was like fuck it dude i'm just gonna i feel like i'm good enough i'm gonna make my own shit so that other people want to do my shit you know As opposed to, like, me going to them and being like, oh, please, am I good enough yet? It's like, fuck that. I am good enough.
1: That's the whole reason you decided not to be working for someone else at a nine-to-five anyway, is because you wanted to create your own (laughs) (laughs) thing.
0: But here's what... It all boils down to, right? And your, your story might be a little different than mine, but in the end, as a comic, you want an audience to come see you perform. If you have an audience that will come see you perform, you can perform anywhere, mm-hmm. right? So that's why we do the podcast. That's why we do all these other things so you can keep building your tribe. Once you have that, you don't need the other stuff. The Netflix specials, the Comedy Central, Amazon's dumping a billion dollars into stand-up, so now there's going to be... I saw two moms on stage. They have a new Amazon special. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. I don't know what it is, but it's like anyone in the world can get one now so that no longer is something even of value it's going to be about you and me and people creating their own comedy having a camera set up to record it showing it to people and them going oh i'd want to see him i'd I'd fuck with that that sounds like a fun night out and then you slowly build a tribe and then maybe when you don't want it anymore comedy stores like let's get that guy in he's fucking hot as shit he's got his own following but like this this like you know soup kitchen bullshit just doesn't fly with me yeah it doesn't fly with me Like, what did you get after you after you name dropped to get up on the on the show? Do you have to name drop again to get up on the next open mic?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Like, I got up on the mic, and the first time that I got up at the store, there was three people there, and was like, "Well, this is like I've been waiting two years for this, and this is what it was." Like, I it was so much nothing, and like it went well for there being three people there, but. you know it's not a good look you know it's like yeah. yeah i killed for three people you want to have me in the or next week or whatever
0: <laughs> And you know what's interesting is a lot of times these small crowds it's the timid kind of one-liner comics do the best because yeah. it's like a easy to digest jokes whereas like if you want to like create some like avalanche of a bit it does better in bigger rooms sometimes Where you can like build this like raucous energy yeah can i mean
2: that's how i do comedy too where it's like i'll talk about one topic for five minutes straight and there's a lot of build and there's a lot of jokes in it. So if that was my problem in New York, because I, a lot of the mics there are like two minutes long and you have to fucking jam pack those jokes yeah. in those two minutes. So if you're on doing like a shorter set, like the three minutes at the potluck or whatever, it can be a little hard to have like an idea of who you are and what you're going to be talking about. Because there's just not enough time. It's
0: like fishing with a harpoon. You get like one punchline versus like the wanting to fish with a net, which might be a slower setup. You got to set up your net, but then you can have a fucking bubba gump shrimp pouring in when it's all ready. And that's what, yeah, it's like, it's the, it, so the whole system doesn't set comics up for like what they should be doing, which is like yeah, working 15, on their 15, minutes 15 20 minutes
2: or uh, whatever. Because that's what all the comics are doing at the comic store anyway, you know? And when you're doing those longer sets like that, like 15, 20 minutes even half hour you can breathe you can have time to be yourself personality be silly
0: you know t- dip into the crowd yeah
2: man but when it's three minutes it's like all right it's fucking work it's joke time Here's and that's the
0: enemy the of jokes. comedy is the airtight sort of like up there tasha's soul left her body again it's yeah, actually can, in the oh, cheese draw get, like, she's actually making a about comedy no no no, no but that's but the, the, the point I feel like everybody listening soul lost their bodies <laughs> comedy, is, comedy is a very simple tool for other people in creative worlds and industries to show that like in the end all you can control is yourself and your ability to create and you can't control where it is and who mm-hmm. wants to see it and the more you just work on yourself the more people will be magnetized towards you and that also applies to the dating world the more you work on yourself you don't need to be looking for somebody else you'll have the skill sets needed that'll be that'll be a high like end currency that people are going to want And that's the asset you're building is your own ability to tell jokes on stage, your own ability to talk to women in a way that's not needy because you don't need them because your life's so good. Well,
1: nothing's more attractive than authenticity. Right. You see that everywhere. Like mm. even the people who blow up on Instagram, they blow up on Instagram because they're authentic and, and people who are watching are attracted to that. Yeah. And like, so the, and then if you get in your own head and I can speak from experience about like being good enough and having good enough content and all of this, this, it's a turnoff to other people. They don't want to see the facade. They want to see the real you. They want yeah. to see the things that you are enjoying doing. And whether that means memes or doodles or whatever, the people who like that stuff will relate to it and they will follow you.
0: It's empathy too. Yeah. You know, if Tasha had a giant fucking pimple on her forehead, <laughs> if she just had this huge volcano and took a photo You'd have people commenting, "You're so brave." Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, it's because you showed a flaw. You just showed a flaw. Well, you to know? your
2: point though, too, about comedy and like creating your own shit, and you know, it blow it, anything can blow up at any point. So that's also like. I feel like that's the same with dating because they always say, like, oh, you always find love when you're not looking for it or whatever. It's because you're working for one yourself and you're like, mm-hmm. taking, you're becoming just
1: waiting for that lightning to strike. Person. Yeah. Exactly. And then you're ready when it happens. And you're yeah.
0: not being needy. So yeah. people don't want someone who's actively looking. They want someone who's like back on their heels. Mm-hmm. Stoic, but on your heels. Not someone like, okay, well, what are we doing next? It's like, okay, well, you're going to leave. Okay, cool. Well, I'm just going to have another beer with my guy friends. And yeah, then, cool. oh, you're going to have a beer with your guy friends? Well, maybe I'll hang out for a minute yeah. because you're not being like, oh, well, where are we go next? You're trying to get your number. You know, if you can feel on that. Uh, dating is hard, isn't it, Joe? We've oh, got to get out of here. That. The Dating is Hard podcast at Dating is Hard Comedy. DatingisHardComedy.com So what <laughs> do people, what do they search in the podcast app? Dating is Hard or The Dating uh, is the Hard? The
2: Dating is Hard podcast. Yeah, I mean, there's been, uh, the problem with that is like there's so many episodes of other podcasts called Dating is Hard where it's just like them talking about how dating is hard. But oh, that's true. But also
0: you, type in Joe Welke with it in. Yeah, probably.
2: Right but The Dating is Hard podcast or Dating is DatingisHardComedy.com.
0: And folks, it's free for you to write a review and subscribe. So yes, uh, if you enjoyed this topic, this talk we had with Joe, we always love having him on. You just go into your app and maybe you don't even listen on your Apple device and uh, you just still go on the uh, your Apple podcast app. It's that little purple app on your phone and you hit uh, review. It's super easy to leave a nice comment and a nice five-star review because uh, believe it or not, we read them and we enjoy them and we share them with our friends and we screen grab them and we go, someone loved me. Send it to your mom. I send it to my mom on Mother's Day. Look, I'm not a failure. I haven't look, done pole dancing yet. Look, mom, 60 people.
3: <laughs> okay,
1: well, <laughs> pole
0: dancing is a
2: dream we'll do don't a
1: drag pole dancing Get it's cool
2: it. yeah. I have a joke about that about how like do we have time to do yeah, like, yeah sure. go for it the joke is basically like I knew a girl who got mad because she found out that male strippers make more money per hour than female strippers and she was like why is that why is that it, like that's fucked up like even in stripping guys make more money I was like yeah because it's actually hard to be a male stripper you know like that's a dream for guys. Like, <laughs> we all know somebody that became a stripper. As like when guys are falling on hard times, we're not like, oh, I could always fall back on being a stripper. Like that's a thought in like so many women's minds that it's just like, oh, if this all fucking goes to shit. I can just be a stripper, yeah, and make some money.
0: There aren't there are touch. Have you ever considered stripping? Sure,
1: yeah, we so have. One hundred percent. How I close have dancer. you come? Not very close.
0: <laughs> have you been offered money for stripping?
1: Have I been offered money? This for podcast surfing? took a twist. Have yeah.
0: you? We'll crowdfund it here. we got a Patreon account. <laughs> we've got plenty. Go to patreon.com slash this app.
1: Patreon.com slash
2: T-H-E-S-A-P. I'm too
1: out of shape but now. I've like, never
0: thought about like...
2: I could. Realistically, be a pole dancer stripper person. No,
0: no, yeah. I've never done that. I yeah. did dress up as a Chippendales dancer in college in the frat. Oh, I, fuck uh, yeah, puts a baby oil on. <laughs> Highlight of
1: picture? Dave's that life. That,
0: Patreon that, on that shit. That too. picture's <laughs> out there. You can find it. Joe, thanks so much for doing the podcast thanks again. The dating guys. is hard podcast. Go support Joe and uh good luck out there. We'll see you out there. Thanks, Bud. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. That was it, folks. That was our chat with Joe Welkie. What'd you think? Was it good? You know what? I don't want to waste your time, so we'll get right into it. Here's my chat with Tasha Courtney and Jeff Abraham. I want to start all the way back from the beginning. How like how do we even? I want to get to Promescent, but I want to talk about how you got into the pharmaceutical industry. Where like what was your what what was your in- industrial background to start?
3: <laughs> I owned. You'll laugh when I tell you this. I owned and founded a semiconductor engineering business called technical resources, and I was very fortunate, got in at the right time, and it quickly became the standard of recruiting uh, engineers in the semiconductor industry. I retired at a very young age, at 53, and uh, I believe it was 2009, and then was just basically going to live out the rest of my life and, you know, kick back with nothing to do from a poor little boy from Pittsburgh. That's a (laughs) great, that's a happy ending. And, uh... My next-door neighbor and uh, very good friend was a physician, Dr. Ronald Gilbert, at Hogue Hospital, and I went in to see him one day, and uh, he said, Hey, you know, I really respect your business acumen. Can you help me out with this you know, new drug and company I started? And that's literally how I got involved with the pharmaceutical industry and the product Promescent.
0: Now, is there – I I can only imagine, like, the red tape that would be involved in the pharmaceutical industry opposed to other – you know, businesses. Is that something you knew about going into it or is that just like you know like totally
3: new to me. I had no idea whatsoever. So we had to do, you know, all the FDA compliant issues with the monograph then, because we have such a revolutionary technology and that's the whole basis of our product, we had to apply and get the patents instated and then we also had to go through, because we're not one of these companies that's making some kind of snake oil in the garage, we have pharmaceutical grade manufacturing, so we had to go find the correct manufacturing partner, do all the validation runs, it was probably three years of really hard work just getting everything set up to have a commercially viable pharmaceutical grade product
0: now now i'm i'm thirty four and tasha I'm not allowed to say her age but we're <laughs> we we grew up when Viagra i think first came out was there any other products for for men's sort of sexual performance before that or is that because it feels like it's a new like in the last just this last generation like something that people are actually talking about
3: without a doubt and you'll find it even with p e People don't talk about something. It doesn't become acceptable to even discuss until there's a potential cure or a potential, you know, remedy for whatever it is that ails you. Because I think a lot of people believe that if there is nothing out there bringing it up and making, you know, an issue of it it only creates additional anxiety for those who are suffering. So I think Viagra was the first thing that allowed men to freely talk about ED because there was something to address it. P.E. up until we came about in, you know, 2011, 2012 was one of these issues that people knew existed, but no one talked about it because all it did was create additional anxiety. When there is something that is proven to be effective, it's okay to talk about it because then you have a remedy, then you have something to address it.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You've You've got the product there, so you can actually, like... Yeah you have the the market opens up for actually addressing the issues. Now is correct. uh while we talk about the um the uh the uh you know premature ejaculation I wanted to ask you uh, some personal questions like where like where are you married?
3: No, I'm single. I'm 62 years old single, never been married.
0: So you must just be the talk of the town out there in Vegas.
3: <laughs> I live in a place called the Ridges in Summerlin, Nevada. It's up in the hills outside of Las Vegas. And I happen to have a pretty gregarious personality to begin with, so I do make I do make friends rather easily. But when you do this for a living, you tend to be one of the more popular people in whatever area you live because it's it's actually a subject that people find fascinating. That there's a lot of humor in it because there's no conversation you can't have where there isn't some double entendre or innuendo, you know, that comes about and. In addition, there are people who generally really love the product and and some of them vocally some of them are a little more undercover. they don't really want to be identified as loving and using the product, but it kind of tends to make you a little bit of rock star in your
0: own community <laughs> well i always I've always said like as a comic that shining light on an issue like sh- that's the greatest disinfectant and when you make fun of uh when you make fun of yourself you like you lose the shame that would be involved so like I personally have never had any problem, you know, telling stories on the podcast about experiences where I, like, you know, humiliated myself, you know, to pump chomp this or that or, or yeah. couldn't get it out. Like, whatever the issue is, I have no problem with that. But it's interesting that there's, you know, we still live in, like, the remnants of this Puritan society where people are afraid to even, like, mention that they're anything but perfect in bed. Like, there's just a high standard set for men to be, like you know, these Casanovas and that's just not like our genetic background. We're supposed to procreate as quick as possible. Like that's the animal like like survival mode, you know?
3: Well, not only that, you used to be, you know, like the thing was we have to procreate, get it over with, get it done. But also remember in prehistoric times when people were having intimacy, you had to literally have the anxiety about, you know, being eaten by a wild animal, you know what I mean, or attacked. <laughs> And people didn't have their own homes. You know what I mean? And locked in the privacy of their own bedroom. But also, when you talk about the Puritan nature of the society we live in, you'll find this almost crazy. But we run into situations where we've had a couple of major national talk shows that had me scheduled to be guests the night before. And a producer's like, no, no, we can't have that. It's too racy. You know, we can't have that discussion. You know, I always tell people this, and I mean this sincerely. What a diabetic ever be chastised or laughed at for taking insulin would someone with cancer ever be looked at for taking something you know like chemotherapy of course not yeah why on earth is it such a touchy subject and people get all freaked out about talking about something like this But one thing I will tell you, and this is crazy, okay? We're going to talk about the normal average healthy male, the normal average healthy female. This has nothing to do with PE. This is the normal cross-section of healthy males and females. The average male lasts 5 minutes and 42 seconds of penetration or thrusting during intercourse. The average female takes 19 minutes of intercourse to achieve climax. That's in healthy couples. That's called, there's actually a medical term for it. Urologists and andrologists in the the medical field and therapists refer to that as the arousal gap or the orgasm gap. So even in healthy couples, there is this difference in the amount of time a man lasts and the amount of time a female needs a man to last for mutual satisfaction. And that gap is bridged by guys stopping, starting, think about baseball scores, think about (laughs) the grandmother naked, you know, all those kind of things. And, you know, stopping, starting, switching positions, all these coping mechanisms. There's a reason why there's 17 trillion vibrators in the world. (laughs) It's all done specifically to bridge that arousal gap. So why is everybody so uptight and why is it so taboo to bring up something that is that important? And let's face it, good intimacy and good, you know, relations are, you know, crucial to a positive, you know, productive relationship between partners.
0: Yeah, we talk about that all the time uh, about how healthy it is to have a good sex life in your relationship. You're you're dumping oxytocin, you know, the commitment molecule. You're feeling close. It's just like a you have your physical health, your mental health. It's, it's the food you ingest, and also just your hormonal uh, side of things. And with good sex, that can not solve other issues, but it can buy you some time and like and make you feel good about your day. And it um, well, this way it can. Mask
3: over some other difficulties at least temporarily you know
0: yeah i was (laughs) yeah
3: as a man or a woman it's not just your own pleasure you feel good about pleasuring your partner you know you feel good if you see your partner you know orgasm you feel great if you see your partner happy and physically fulfilled it does bring a feel of euphoria into the relationship
0: I wanted to ask Tasha this because she's our female uh, voice here. Like, yeah. I, I, have you, Tasha, have you ever thought of this before—the the climax gap and the the fact that guys really just aren't meant to last that long? Like, has, have you thought about this with your, you know?
1: Well, not in scientific terms, but I I agree that it's. That none, none of this should be considered taboo. If you think that I don't know this the figures, but ninety percent of adults are having sex on a regular basis, like it shouldn't be taboo to talk about. Just like it shouldn't be taboo to be talking about other problems in your relationship, therapy, like shining light on a on a dark thing. That's where we find solutions.
0: You know, like. Yeah, a, it- a, I was going to say that you know you being from Pittsburgh, I'm from Rhode Island, which is like Puritan capital of the world, and that's then, even worse than Pittsburgh. <laughs> and then Tasha's from Northern Kentucky, which I don't I don't know what the sex talks are, are going on in the Midwest, but
1: there is no talks going. on, <laughs> <it's>, it <was, laughs> at least not in my household. This is not a sub a dinner table topic.
0: Yeah, we still you know we're talking to our guests about it, and and I and I can see Tasha blushing because it is a little crazy to think about our society, you know, talking about sex in the issue and
1: healthy sex. And
0: healthy sex; those issues are the last kind of uh, uh, taboo thing. You know, we're okay with killing on TV and crime reporting and this and that, but like we're not kind of talking about things that just might make everything a little better. And we, and we've. In the last couple of years, we've you know received sex toy you know sex toys from different companies, and and we're starting to just have that conversation that all right, sex doesn't have to be this boring kind of get it out of the way thing. It can be something more. But your product in in you know the the product you, you know there aren't many products out there tackling premature ejaculation. It seems like everyone's trying to speed up how quickly women can have orgasms as opposed to lengthening how long you know or delaying the men's orgasms you know
3: yeah why try to speed something pleasurable up why not enhance it why not allow you to savor every bit of it and to really enjoy it and to literally if it's the most pleasurable part of your day drag it out you know and get the most you can out of it and i think part of the issue here too is i think that porn has a absolute effect on how people view intimacy, now, Literally, men feel they have to be, you know, endowed with, you know, a penis the size of a Coke can, and women feel like they got to have these orgasms like they see in the movies where they're flopping around like a fish out of water, and a guy literally feels like, you know, he's got to last an hour and a half, and, you know, he's got to be able to shoot across the room and hit somebody, like, in the eye with a bullseye from 10 feet away. I mean, it's... It's insane even on our site when you have – we have a, a function called Olark, which is an interactive chat feature with some of our clients. And people laugh because I work that thing. And people go, why do you do it? I go, I love to talk to our customers. I do it two hours a week, usually on weekends, so that I understand where they come from, what their expectations are. Sometimes I'll talk to a customer. He goes, hey, you know, I'm lasting 30 minutes now. I want to last like an hour, an hour and a half. Will this work? And I go, are you trying to please your partner or punish them? You know, what I mean? I'm, like, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You last 30 minutes. I mean, does your partner have say in this? Because if you're lasting 30 minutes and you're not pleasuring your partner, I think you need to work on your technique just a hair. You know, I mean, really?
0: Now, um, so, so the only active ingredient is lidocaine, right? What stops, What what what's happening to prevent, uh, we, we, we joke around about this, but what's happening to prevent the female from just numbing, from her side getting okay, numb?
3: here's Here's the whole difference, and this is what makes us proprietary. This is the whole, if we didn't have this, this wrinkle in our formula, we would just be like everybody else. There's a, a technical term, it's called a eutectic formula. It changes the melting point of lidocaine. And what happens is, in the traditional, I call them the cane family of products, whether it's lidocaine, pridocaine, benzocaine, there's tons of them out there you know, STUT100, uh, Mandalay, Duration, these are all non-eutectic formulas. So when applied, they literally sit on the surface of the skin and then after a period of time, they literally go right through the fatty tissue and everything right into the bloodstream. So when they're sitting on the surface, what they do is they numb you up to a very significant you know, level and then they also transfer and it numbs your partner. We suggest that after applying Promessa, you wait a period of 8 to 10 minutes. That allows the majority, if not almost all, of the lidocaine to go subdermal, which is you know, obviously beneath the skin. So it leaves the man with a heightened sensation and then limits the transfer to the female partner.
0: So that's part of the sex. That's part of the talking dirty. You go, hey, baby, uh, let's do some foreplay while I go subdermal.
3: (laughs) Well, that's what we recommend, and that's what traditionally people do is after applying the product, You know, you have 8 to 10 minutes to, you know, do whatever you need to do to get your partner and yourself closer to, you know, that, you know, that climax state. So we suggest that's your foreplay time, you know, after applying the product. And it the product is very effective. We have a clinical survey that, you know, we did that the average person was lasting 64% longer when using the product as as opposed to before. And sometimes people will say to me, you know, how long will this make me last? And I say, how long do a pair of pants have to be, you know, to fit the individual person? Some couples want intimacy to be 10 to 12 minutes. They're both satisfied. Some want it to be 24 minutes. Some want it to be 30, whatever. But... This product or no product will take you from 12 seconds to 40 minutes. You know, it's generally a step function of where you're at prior to using it. Someone lasting 10 minutes has a very good chance of lasting 25 to 30 minutes. Someone lasting a minute has a very good shot of lasting 7 minutes, 6 minutes, okay? So it's one of those things depending upon where you're coming from. But, you know, most males will tell you if they're lasting 1 minute, the idea of going to 1 minute to 6 minutes is enormous. That's a huge
0: increase. Oh, yeah.
3: If they're lasting six minutes and they go to 15, that is a huge jump. So it's one of these things that, you know, it, you have to titrate it. One of the beauties of the product is it has a meter-dose spray bottle. So you get the exact same amount each time. So you'll get to a point, point. we recommend this to people, start with one or two sprays and experiment until you get to the point where you go, that's exactly what I need for me to feel comfortable and, and you know, my partner also is easily satisfied in that particular time frame.
0: You know, we always talk, you know, we share st- horror stories of our past. Like, you know, there, there's, there's, there's probably good highlights of my sex life that I'll never remember. But then there's times when I remember the, like, literally not lasting to, you know, thrusts. And yeah, yeah. Tosh, Tosh is making a face at me right now. But that's like sometimes you're just like amped, you're excited, like you've you've kind of had that emotional foreplay all day or you've just been like ready to go and then and then, you know, some so it's like it's not always people that are just always have premature ejaculation. Sometimes you just catch the wind the right direction, you're like, "Oh boy, this is not how I intended." And I am I am probably one or two girls' horror stories that they've shared with their girlfriends. But yeah. But uh, so what, um, what? I wanted to ask you about like the demographics. What, who's who's as who's more interested in these products? Men or women? Are women buying them for their guys, or is it more men on the DL?
3: There's it, when you're in a relationship, it's chronic, meaning you know significantly a, a, a great percentage of the time that a guy is suffering from rapid or early ejaculation. Both people equally have that issue. Women have been unable and unwilling to really be vocal for fear of creating additional anxiety and not knowing there's, you know, a cure. When I do radio talk shows, I do a lot of uh, podcasts and talk shows and stuff. When they open them up to callers, it's almost 50-50, men and women. But it's funny because when it's a woman calling in, she'll always ask, well, will this really help me and my boyfriend? Here's the situation. They always have the exact same follow-up question. How can I bring this up without hurting his feelings? How can I bring this up without making it, you know, a real touchy subject? And I say the same thing each time. I say what you have to do is you can't point to this and go, you're deficient, we need this product. So what I suggest to people is I go have a 50 Shades of Grey night. You know, get... A feather duster and a blindfold and promescent. so you're not singling out this as like, well, this is a deficiency or an area where you're weak to your man. What you want to do is create this scenario or this, you know, uh, event where this is one of many things. And I tell him, once you give him this product, he used it one time, you'll never have to tell him to use it again. And I use the analogy, and it's very appropriate. When two couples get together, you go over someone's house, you're sitting there watching TV. Who has the remote control? The man. They love control. (laughs) If you go out to dinner with another couple and they go, Here, drive with us. Who's driving the car? It's the man. I always say if I see a man and a woman in a car together, husband and wife, or boyfriend and girlfriend, and the woman is driving, the guy has a DUI and has no license. Men love control. Yeah, that's right. They absolutely, they don't feel comfortable. It's because we live in a male-dominated society, whether it's right or wrong, we do. And men feel demasculine if they don't have control. So if they're sitting there watching TV, the guy has the remote. If they're going somewhere, the guy drives 90% of the time. If you give a man promessa and he uses it, you'll never have to tell him again because even if you're a man who doesn't suffer from P.E., You're always acutely aware of you want your partner to climax prior than than you, because once you do, she can't. So it's one of these situations that every man is very aware of, oh, not yet, not yet, she's not done yet, you know, that kind of a thing. And I call it the little man, you know, on your shoulder or, you know, walking on eggshells. You're very, very, very aware of your partner's, you know, orgasm or lack thereof during intimacy and i tell people wouldn't it be great instead of going boy i gotta make sure she has her you know orgasm prior to me She wouldn't it be great to change that to i want to give her two or three you know and it is one less variable one less little bit of anxiety in any intimacy that two people encounter and intimacy should never be about Anxiety. It should be about reckless abandon. It should be about just letting go and enjoying yourself. And it's very hard to let go and enjoy yourself if you're acutely aware of trying not to have, you know, an orgasm before your partner does prior to you.
0: And nothing, nothing will make you come quicker than a, a lady telling you not to stop. Well, yeah, exactly <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> Exactly right. Ah! Yeah. If you want your
3: yeah, Exactly. <laughs> and, and I tell people this all the time too. It's it's extremely important that people realize. This is a couple's product. This is not one of these bang on the chest, Tarzan, oh, give me the product so I can pound on my woman. This product was developed and is all about intimacy for a couple because if in any intimacy, if some person is achieving climax and the other person isn't, that's not satisfactory. And it should always be about couples. And the basis of any good relationship is communication. And that also extends, obviously, into the bedroom. And let's hope we get to a point where, in the future, that it's not people suffering in silence, whether it's women or even men. And some of the emails that we have, on one hand, are very touching, and they're very emotional, but on the other hand, it's kind of sad, and the reason I'll explain that is we have hundreds, if not thousands, of emails now after seven years that are like, "Oh my God, I was actually asexual. I stopped having intimacy. I didn't want to, you know, disappoint any more women." Or, you know, my wife and I hadn't been intimate in seven years or ten years or whatever. You get all these emails, and, and then they find the product and they're like, "Oh my God, we've revitalized our sex life. I mean, this is so great. We're close again with this, with that." And so on that hand, it's very touching. But then you go, we're a small company. We've reached 1,000 or 1% of the total population. You know, it just shows you how much more we need to do.
0: You know, we, um, I, wanted to, I wanted to mention two things. You, when you mentioned how guys are kind of competitive and wanting, you know, you know, we always want, want that leg up of, on a situation. I play in an adult baseball league, and uh, every, every guy on the team is like rubbing a different cream on his elbow to try to, you know, play one more <laughs> inning. And it's like when one guy's got a new product, every guy buys it because we just, we all want that next thing that kind Who of. Who
1: doesn't want enhanced performance yeah. in any area of their life?
0: It's just it's just That's exactly right. Yeah, it's funny how how we are. But, you know, you normally that word of mouth is is as valuable as anything else. That's why it's it's good, you know, on podcast, because we only talk about either products or situations, you know, that we're like endorsing or believe in. Um, the other thing. Uh, oh, I wanted to mention this. I uh, So we uh, the, the along with the podcast, we interview a lot of stand up comedians. I'm a stand up comedian. So we host a show once a month. Called the Mimosa Show, and we—it's uh, a live stand-up show, and all of our uh, uh, comedians are past uh, podcast guests. And we uh, last month we passed out um, some of the Promescent, and it's—it's it's really funny passing it out to some of our friends in the audience that are in relationships, but that we don't openly talk sex, you know, like we don't, like our friends. Yes. our friend Sammy, we don't talk to her about her sex life, but on stage, I can pass out the product and be like, enjoy this, and her her boyfriend's this, um kind of like quiet and very nice lawyer, and it's like, you, you can't imagine what they're doing with the product once you give it to them, but it's like, we're, we, we've become like the cool friends, I think, that are like, starting to have that, that conversation.
3: Excellent. Well, I'll tell you something else you'll get a kick out of. I used to say, If I had a dollar for every time this happened, would have a hundred dollars, but I had to change that now to a thousand. As recently as the 4th of July this year, we had this block party where I live. I live in a real nice area. And so they had like a band. It was one of my neighbors and, you know, all this entertainment, great food. And so I'm standing there and this couple comes up and they go, you're the guy who lives at 82, you know, over, I go, yeah. They go, man, it's a beautiful home. I go, yeah, it's kind of my dream home. I built it. And we're talking, and guy goes, what do you do for a living? I go, I'm the CEO of a pharmaceutical company. He's like, really? And I go, yeah. He goes, what's the name of the company? I go, Absorption Pharmaceuticals. He goes, I've never heard of it. I go, we're a small little one-product company. That's why he goes, oh, what's the name of your product? I go, "Promescent." He goes, what does it do? Well, obviously, if you're asking me, I'm going to explain what it does. <laughs> I go, it's an FDA-compliant treatment for premature ejaculation. Hey, literally 10 seconds of absolute stone-cold silence, right? So then now picture this, the guy puffs his chest out, he's like, That's the last thing we need in this relationship. I'm like, okay, okay <laughs> nobody
1: there, wants you know. to admit. Nobody yeah.
3: yeah. But wait, get this. So we're talking and about a few other things, and he said, "Oh, I'm going to go over because they had this carving station where they had like roast beef and turkey and stuff." So he goes over to get some food. His wife leans over, goes, "Give a sample of that we couldn't." <laughs> get some of that. I am not kidding you. You have no idea how often that happens. It's crazy. Wild. I've had situations where I was with a group of people, and one in particular, there were a bunch of my old semiconductor executive friends. I went to a wedding. One of their daughters got married. So we're at this wedding and we're sitting there, it's up in the Bay Area up in San Francisco, and we're chatting and laughing and talking, and this was right when I first got involved with the company. And one of my friends is like, what's this crazy new business you're involved in? I said, oh, it's a product called Promescent, so I started explaining it. And there were three or four of us sitting there, and two or three of the guys were like, wow, that's fascinating. One guy's like, that's disgusting. I'm like, what? He goes, oh, but, you know, that's just, you know, we don't need products like that, and he's like, you know, walks away. I was like, whoa, dude, I didn't realize you were that, you know, uptight. So about a month later, I scan our, our orders and stuff, you know, because I'm always looking for trends, whether it's different ethnicities, whether it's certain parts of the country, because then I can go, hey, did we get some pub there? Did we get a newspaper article, a particular podcast, because we see trends. So I see a name, and I'm like, what? I look at the area. I'm like, oh my Lord, no, I look, sure enough, It was three days after that wedding that I was at. The wedding was on a Saturday. This was on a Tuesday. The guy who was so upset and stormed away ordered the product. And I'll tell you something you'll laugh at. He's been ordering it every month for six weeks (laughs) ever since. And that's six years ago. So that obviously touched a nerve. It was something that he had been suffering with, suffering in silence. Then I think that a natural defense mechanism is when you have an issue, maybe something you're suffering and someone brings it up right away, I guess the best you know, defense is a good offense, you know? So, you know, I guess it it just startled him to a certain degree and upset him. And so his first reaction was to kinda of lash out and go, Wow, that's not an issue when indeed it was a real issue for him. Now I've never confronted him. I've never, you know, like said you know why that? Because you know it, it's a medical product. He deserves his privacy, but that just shows you the emotion involved with something like this.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, like I said, I I come from a unfortunately a very close minded family, and and when you realize that that people aren't bad people, they're just not exposed to different things. You know, you you just want you know progressive and social issues. You you want people to just take their, their own time to like be presented with something new and digest it and try to be a smarter person for it. And I, I think that's what the collective kind of mindset is becoming towards sex in our country. I mean, other countries, they're, they're having sex all over the place. It's, like, it's so bizarre to us uh, as Americans. We're so oh, yeah. close-minded towards just sex. <laughs> you know, like we got all the guns we in the need world. to
3: get to that point. We need to be like a lot of European countries, that it's a function, it's part of life, Relax, enjoy it, do more of it.
1: And it's such an important component of a healthy relationship too. And don't we want to be the best, most well-rounded people we can be? That just seems like part of a happy life is a happy sex life. And that means talking about this kind of stuff.
3: Yes, I agree a thousand percent. And you know, in reality, and this is one of the things that kind of have always puzzled me, is... We don't get uptight about people going to the gym and lifting weights, you know, to make themselves or doing cardio to be in better shape and enhance their life. No one gets upset if someone loses their hair and they have hair transplants because they feel no one gets upset if a woman has cosmetic surgery because she has small breasts to enhance, you know, her cleavage. Why do people get so upset about sex?
0: I blame the Puritans. I blame my Catholics. Yeah, that's
3: how I I feel. And you know, it's funny because there used to be these old wives' tales that if you, you know, you didn't last long enough, you know, you don't love your woman, you know, you don't care about her satisfaction, or, you know, you're just, you know, like detached and so self-absorbed. And there was also these old wives' tales about, well, you don't have enough strength mentally, you know what I mean? Like you can't control, you know, your ejaculatory response. There could be nothing further from the truth. Nothing. There are four to five physiological reasons why a man prematurely or rapidly ejaculates. Not limited to, you know, uh, hypersensitivity of the penile nerves, prostatitis, uh, you know, low testosterone. So there are many physical reasons why this happens. I'll tell you one thing, and people in the medical community are very well aware of it, but a lot of people. Are very careful, and you know, I'm very open. If it's a fact, it's a fact. A lot of people really are uptight, but this is an absolute fact that th- certain ethnicities have insanely high percentages of PE. And we've never advertised into any one particular area, but in the Indian community and in the Hispanic community, they have 3x the normal rates of PE.
0: Wow. I wonder, is that why, jeez, um, I'm going to get in hot water, but is that why there's the his, some of the Hispanic communities have so many children? They do. They have large families.
3: No. They do. Yeah. It's funny, dis- I asked a couple <laughs> sexual specialists exactly why this phenomenon took place. So they're very well aware of it. Anyone who's in this area knows that this is absolutely fact. And it's funny because they said we're really kind of split on you know where the origin of this is. Is it you know, nature versus nurture, because you know before products like ProMensin, people used to use SSRIs, which are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Most people that are gonna medical will go, "What's an SSRI?" Is that like and an, an antidepressant? Selective ser- it's a depression drugs. Right. Those are Prozac, Zoloft, and whatever else those things are called. But here's the crazy part: so those drugs are known specifically to slow down the onset of ejaculation so the only problem is when you use those you get dry mouth nausea loss of libido uh you know very very severe side effects so there's a school of thought is do certain ethnicities have different levels of serotonin which might lead to a higher percentage of people rapidly ejaculating or in this country a lot of Hispanic and a lot of Indian families are of the lower socioeconomic thing, and some of them have large families or multiple families living in the same home. So from the time of a young boy's early sexual awakening, you know, he, when he starts masturbating, it's not like he has, you know, his own room and a lot of privacy. It's like, oh, my God, you know what I mean? Like, no one's around for five minutes. i got to hurry up and get this over with. And when they start dating, they're not like the typical average household with maybe a hundred thousand dollars of income where you know they have a car they go get a hotel room or you know when you know they're dating that their parents go to the market you gotta hurry up and knock it out you know kind of a thing so they're almost training themselves to prematurely ejaculate so in the medical community there's a lot of thought right now about why there's a preponderance in certain ethnicities to have a higher number of uh, you know people who experience rapid ejaculation or premature ejaculation.
0: That is, That is fascinating because, like, yeah, the, the the length it takes a guy to ejaculate is the length of a shower. <laughs> it's like how quickly yeah, no, can you hey, – Maybe it's not coincidental, you know what I mean? Because when... <laughs> it's definitely a factor for sure. That's I never thought of it like that. That's very fascinating. It's like, yeah, you're trying to sneak one in – when, you know, when the family's out or...
1: (laughs) Well, and some sex experts have said that just masturbation in general, it's almost like you're accomplishing a task. So you're, like you said, you're doing it as quickly as possible. And that's um, not necessarily... Like a solo sexual experience doesn't have the same goals in mind as a duo sexual experience.
3: Yes, you're exactly right. And I think with men... There is still a certain shame in, you know, masturbation or jerking off. So I'm sure a guy's not lighting candles and setting the mood. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and, hey, let me make this a real evening, you know? I mean, he's like, oh, God, let me get this over with, you know? Yeah, it's like,
0: yeah a guy's it, muting Sports center, That's as romantic as he's getting.
3: That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe I can get this over with during a commercial, during the sports center, you know, or during a timeout in a football game, you know, because I got this urge and it's kind of bothering me. Let me get rid of it. That's what halftime. Even for. if you th- if you think about it, women's masturbation is romanticized and it's fantasized. You've seen so many porn movies. There's uh, there's almost never a porn movie where there's not a at least one scene of a woman masturbating.
0: Right.
3: And it's generally like really sensual. How many times has anyone ever watched a porn movie that showed a guy jerking off?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, we got American Pie. The guy fucks an apple pie. Like, that's... that's a, yeah, that's hey, we,
3: so that's not something you're proud of. You know what I mean? Not, yeah.
0: <laughs> Never, I couldn't eat apple pie for two years after that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten one after that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second, yeah. Well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a,
1: Apple uh, pie's delicious. I'm I don't know what you guys are talking about.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you think about it, I think that's part of it. That absolutely may be part of
0: it. Well, look, man, you've really uh, you made you've made us think about a lot of the different uh, you know. And what what I love what I love is that you know our podcast we're talking we're talking about sex, but more so communication. And, and while this is a product to enhance sex, it's really about communicating. It's really about kind of like like being honest with yourself, with your partner, with what's going on in your life. And like we always tell people, like that'll set you free. You know, the happiness of just talking to each other about what your issues are, and if there's any issues in this in the bedroom. Just talk about it, figure it out, and this yeah, is—I've
3: always been very open. It's just my nature, my degrees in communication, so that's always translated with me into relationships. Since I had this job and I talk to people all day, all the time, using our product, you would not believe how many times I talk to people and they'll go, "Yeah, you know, my wife and I haven't really had intimacy in a year," and I'm like, "How do you sleep in the same bed?" Well, we just don't discuss, we don't talk about it, or they have an issue of PE. And they both know it's there, and they don't talk about it. And what I tell people is, we're going to send you the product. I think you're going to have a lot of success with it, but promise me one thing. This isn't in place of communicating. It's in addition. Start communicating. Talk to one another. That is the most important thing you can do.
1: Yeah, there's no and, room for an elephant in the bed.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to me, I guess I'm old-fashioned because I'm 62 years old. I started being immigrant when I was 17 years old, so that was... Like, Lord, a whole generation ago. <laughs> but I'm still you know, in the mode right now, if you're comfortable enough to someone to be sharing bodily fluids and share a bed together, my God, the least you could do is talk to one another and communicate.
0: You know, I think that's a great way to end this because it does come down to communication. So thank you so much. When, whenever you're in L.A., uh, give us a call and let's go get a beer I'm or something. i in L.A.
3: all the time. I was there i did the sex with emily podcast on wednesday she's a good friend of mine emily Morris. Oh, amazing and uh so i'm there at least every other week and she's been a big supporter of Promescent from day one and we do a lot of uh serious radio with all out radio and top shapiro and stuff and so i'm in la at those studios all the time what part where do you guys at we're
0: in, in la we're just in hollywood right in the SmackDown. that's where i thing. was
3: that's where the uh the new serious stations is it's on uh I don't know. Why I'm drawing a blank. I forget the name of the street, but it's brand new. They have new studios right in West Hollywood.
0: Oh no way! Oh well, well, well. Next time you, next time you're here, shoot us a text or call us, and we'll hang out. But I really appreciate uh, you know you kind of explaining uh, the product, and and uh, it's been it's been great to get to know you guys over there, Promess. And you guys are doing you're doing the Lord's work.
3: <laughs> we are, and let me tell you something. I can't tell you how much I appreciate people like yourself that are bringing the ability to talk frankly about issues that affect people's lives profoundly on a daily basis. And I think it's very important going forward for companies like us to exist, like Promescent to exist, so that people can find it. But more importantly, for people like you to bring companies like us to people's attention. Because if someone hears a commercial, I get this all the time where people say to me, you do not gonna believe how close I was to not getting this product. I go, what do you mean? They go, you know, I heard this commercial here, I saw this banner ad here, but to me, oh, another one of those. But then what I heard, on a podcast or I heard this and I was like, hey, wait a second, this is different. And that's what I tell my employees like Russ and Ryan and Tony and everybody. What we do, it has to be organic because it's commercial. People are so in tune to a lot of these products that just numb you and they don't work. It's very important for us to be able to explain ourselves in the venue like we are right now so that people understand what makes us different and what our mission is and what we bring to the table. So I can't thank you enough for an opportunity like this.
0: Of course, no problem. Call back anytime, and again, let us know when you're in LA. And dude, have a well, we're good- gonna hang
3: out. And likewise, when you're in the Nevada area, let me know. I'm only 12 miles from you know the Strip in Vegas, up of the hills in Summerlin. Yeah, I want to
1: see what We'll give you a call. We love Vegas. <laughs> I want to see
0: what this dream home's all about. I want to get out there. <laughs> Next time you got a big party. I'll send you, let a, us
3: know. <laughs> I'll send you a video. They featured it in a couple of magazines. It's it's if you like ultra modern contemporary, you'll like it. If you don't like ultra modern contemporary, you'll go, What the hell that belongs on the Jetsons, you know?
0: <laughs> awesome, man. Well again, have a good weekend and it was nice chatting with you. It was my pleasure.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you guys. so much. Take care. Talk bye. to you soon. Bye. Right, bye bye.
0: Well, that was our chat with Jeff Abraham, CEO of Promescent. Um, anything you want to recap about that before we get out of here?
1: He seems like he's such a, a nice guy, a nice and guy, I want to right? go visit him in Vegas. Wouldn't that
0: be great? We just go to some swinger mansion. We're like, damn. <laughs> no, I'm sure I'm, it's... It's an interesting. It's you know part of part of what why we do the SAP is because it's fun to talk about things that no one has been talking about. And I know not, it's not nobody, but in our families, it's like so taboo. I mean, we had to change the fucking name of our show <laughs> to the SAP because sex actually was ooh sex. People would How, how's the podcast doing? People talk to us in whispers at family reunions. Yeah, use? my
1: mom actually asked me about it way more now that it's called the SAP and not sex. God. actually. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, we, let's let's stop. Stop whispering and let's just start talking. Communication is so important we and we're not having enough frank and honest communication. Can give these your days.
0: dad some of the promiscence? No,
1: <laughs> we cannot do that. Give your dad. jeez.
0: No, he doesn't need it. They've had plenty of kids. <laughs> well, my, my stepdad's had four kids. Your dad's had three. Your, and you guys, have, you've also got a, well, my brother's younger than yours. So I guess, I guess we know for sure that my family's had, my parents have had sex more recently than yours, <laughs> for sure. But in reality, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, your mom and dad are bumping uglies, as it were. Don't
1: bumping uglies is like a weird, <laughs> it's so gross. common making love. All right, let's what? get out of here.
0: I'll probably add a different uh, outro later, but let's just end this here. Okay, bye everybody.
1: Bye. Wow,
0: well, we did it, folks. Talk about two ends of the spectrum having Joe and Jeff on. You know, we got this young bro just trying to meet chicks and get laid, and then we got this older guy who's, you know, building a. Empire of Climax Control Spray. Just, you know, super soaker it. Wouldn't that be a great idea? Fill up a super soaker with this promessant and just hose down the fucking porno. Anyway, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. And if you could do us a solid and send it to any of your friends that might uh, like what they heard, uh, as you guys know, the, this is, we ain't, we ain't anything fancy over here. You know what I mean? We ain't anything fancy. We're crude. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. And we're being open and authentic. And I hope you guys are along. Long for the ride. If you're still listening, you are or you fell asleep. Either way, we appreciate you sticking around to the end. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.
2: S-A.